0: Welcome back to another spooky episode of Guampish Rule 34. As always, I am your Crip Master, and today I will be introducing my Harbingers of the Night who will no doubt give you a fright with their spooky stories they have prepared today. First up is my Harbinger Tanner. Bleh, I want to suck your podcast. <laughs> Crazy! Then we also have Jackson. I want to suck your podcast. (laughs) And of course, for our final harbinger, Dylan.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna copy those guys, but I guess I'm the last harbinger, so here we are.
0: And we also have a guest uh, harbinger here. He's kind of just interning right now. We're trying to see if he fits the setting, you know, Tanichi.
2: I want to suck your podcast.
0: Already off to a fantastic start. I think we'll be keeping you around. And so... Unpaid, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. We're all unpaid. (sighs) Well. So for today, we have a fantastic little uh, spooky surprise for each and every one of you viewers. We will be doing some scary stories that we're going to be telling in the dark today. (sighs) Particularly of the creepypasta variety. Now, each of the members of Guapish have come together and we have created our very own pastas that we will be just kind of reading out to you guys so cuddle up next to the fire get some marshmallows roast on that bad boy eat some of your uh, cotton candy or whatever the fuck you people do during uh, halloween times and get ready tanner would you like to start with your creepypasta sure i can start with my creepypasta fantastic should we like have other people read our creepypastas Uh, Nico, I'll let you read mine. All right, fantastic. Sounds good, dude. Sounds good. Uh, Give me a cute little link to it so I can uh, bust her out. Story number one, A Way Out. Any plans for Halloween? Jane asked me as we were sitting down to eat lunch. Well, seeing as I'm 24, no, I don't have any plans. I said in a slight (laughs) chuckle. Aw, come on. Don't be lame. We should go out to a party or something, she shot back. It was 1 p.m. on a Thursday, right before Halloween. Jane and I always grab lunch in a mall food court on our breaks. Man, I don't have time to get a costume, so if we go to a party, I'll just spend the whole night being ragged on, uh, not uh, ragged on for not wearing anything. <laughs> Plus, we don't know when it's one throwing a party. Who needs a costume with a face like yours, buddy? Someone said right behind me. I turn around to see my coworker and roommate Ryan, that piece of shit, flashing a beaming grin at his lame attempt at a joke. Haha, very funny, I said. Hey, Brian, I thought you didn't work Thursdays, Jane chimed. Normally, I don't, but I picked up a shift so I could have it tomorrow off because I'm going to a new amusement park that opened up, he replied. My ears perked up upon hearing that. Open season amusement park? I thought they weren't opening up for a couple more months. They aren't. But they are going to to do a special Halloween pre-opening where they'll have uh, haunted houses and corn mazes and people chasing you around. You can even still ride the rides. Jane then looked at me with an excited gleam in her eyes. OMG, Tom. We should totally go check it out. Yeah, I guess that does sound pretty fun, I admitted. Right on, man. Let's all go together. We can meet up at the front entrance at 8, Ryan exclaimed. Sounds like a plan, Jane cheered. All right, I'm in, I declared. Wow. "'Look at how many people are here,' Jane exclaimed as I pulled into the amusement park lot. "'I was amazed at how big the parking lot was. "'It seemed to stretch on for miles. "'And even crazier, it was completely packed.'" "'Good lord, how many people are here?' I asked. "'Seems like a pretty successful pre-opening, huh?' Jane laughed. "'Seems like,' I echoed as I continued to look for a spot. "'Several minutes passed of still trying to find a parking space, "'when Jane said, "'Oh, I hope Ryan isn't waiting on for us right now. "'Why don't you give him a call real quick?' I'm still uh, not seeing any spots. Oh, good idea, she chimed before pulling out her phone and dialing Ryan. After a few rings, he picked up, and Jane put him on speaker. Hey, Jane, what's up, he answered. Hey, Ryan, Tom and I are here. We're just looking for a parking right now. Are you at the entrance already? Nah, funnily enough, I'm uh, looking for a parking right now, too. Been at at a while. (laughs) Seems like the whole town showed up or something. Yeah, that's just what we were saying. What are you guys looking forward to most of once we get inside, Ryan asked. Oh, I heard they have a, this roller coaster that dumps slime on you. Sounds hilarious, I offered. Ew, slime! And then you just walk around the park all sticky? I don't know, I guess. <laughs> well, I want to get chased around a hall of mirrors or something. That'd be so cool and scary, Jane said. Honestly, I hope they still have candy in there. Oh, wait, I see a space. You guys are probably going to still be looking for a bit, so I'll meet you and by the end. At that moment, Ryan cut off, and the call ended. Huh? That's weird. The call just cut off. Jean said, "Probably just the signal. We are a bit in the boonies out here." I replied. Yeah, true. She said before putting her phone away. We drove around for about five more minutes, making idle conversation before falling silent and driving on for a while longer. It was so strange. There were aisles in the in the lot, and we could uh, see at the park, but it never seemed to get any closer. While she was staring out at the window, Jane suddenly said, Hey, you know what I just noticed? Hmm? No, what? I haven't seen anyone out here. What do you mean? I mean, I haven't seen any people. Like, yeah, there's cars here, but where are the drivers walking to the entrance? I haven't seen anyone since we pulled into the lot. Eh, well, we have been driving a while and talking the whole time. We probably just haven't noticed them. Yeah, maybe, Jane sighed. We drove on, but now with the unnerving realization that we couldn't see any people, after several minutes I broke the silence. Want to try ringing Ryan real quick? Yeah, sure, she said before taking out her phone. The phone began dialing. It rang for about 60 seconds before it said the device you are calling could not be found. Please make sure you have the correct number and try again. Click. Hmm, that's odd. Could be the signal out here, I said. Yeah, maybe, IDK. Honestly, Tom, I'm getting tired of looking. Could we start making our way towards the exit? If we spot a space on the way, we'll just uh, take the... But otherwise, I kind of want to just go home. Uh, yeah, sure, that's fine. Hey, how about if we don't find a space, we go back to my place and watch a scary movie? I'd been meaning to try asking Jane out. Oh, yeah, that'd be perfect, she exclaimed. Slightly smiling to myself, I started keeping an eye on a spot to turn around. Finally... After what felt like several more minutes, we found a break in the line of cars that allowed us to turn around. Once we were facing the other way, I quickly pressed on the brake. Hey, what's wrong? Jane asked. I can't see the exit from here, I replied, and indeed I couldn't. The rows of cars seemed to just stretch on forever. Well, it is dark, silly. We'll see it once we get closer. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I was just overreacting. I started driving again. Several minutes passed, and it still didn't seem like we were getting anywhere. I started driving faster, hoping I could get somewhere. Anywhere. Okay, those were getting ridiculous, Jane retorted. Let me, uh, out. I want to see if I can see anything. Oh, uh, sure, I said, as I brought the car to a stop. I'll be real quick, Jane said, as she popped out of the car. And right then, right before my eyes, she disappeared. Not like she moved around the car. No, I was watching the whole time. One second, she was there, getting out of the car, and the next she was gone. I didn't blink. My blood instantly ran cold. I quickly undid my seatbelt and opened the car door. I held onto the door as I looked around. Jane! Jane! I yelled frantically, looking everywhere. I leaned onto the roof, cupped my mouth, and screamed at the top of my lungs. Jane! Jane! Where are you? I slid back into the car and started honking my horn along with my hollering. When this didn't provide any result, I pulled out my phone and quickly called 911. The only thing I heard in addition to my heart beating out of my chest was my phone giving the click. It does when you're at a signal. You've got to be kidding me, I said to myself. My head starts swimming. Jane was missing. I couldn't find my way out, and I couldn't call for help. I started to have a panic attack when out of nowhere, I heard the sound of a car horn in the distance. I looked over to my left to see a pair of yellow headlights moving down the aisle. I slammed on my gas. I needed to reach this person to see if they could help me out. I sped down the lanes of cars while keeping my eyes glued on the car. Reaching uh, another brick in the row, I was able to make my way over to the aisle where the car was going down. As I caught up to it, I started honking my horn to get their attention, but for some reason, it just kept driving. So when I flashed my lights as well as uh, and that finally seemed to catch their attention, the car seemed to... uh, uh, The car came to a dead stop, and stopped as well. We sat there, for what felt like forever, before I saw the car door open. Immediately, the hairs on the back of my neck stood on end. Something was wrong. Then, from the inside of the car, I saw a long black rod extend out of the driver's side. It extended for several feet out of the car before suddenly bending at a right angle and pushing against the ground. Out emerged—well, I'm not quite sure what emerged—a figure of some kind. It was completely black, long arms and long legs, and no hands or feet. A cylindrical body with a cube on top. It made a sound of metal screeching against metal before reaching out and walking towards me. I immediately jolted out of my frozen terror and slammed on my shift into reverse before bolting my way backwards. As I peeled away, that… that thing continued to screech at me. I sped away for what felt like several minutes to the point I couldn't see anything anymore, but I could still hear it. I had to get away from that thing somehow. Then, right on my left, I saw an empty space flash by. I slammed on my brakes because I had an idea. Quickly, I pulled forward and into the empty spot before turning off my car and leaving my seat back as far as I could. There I laid, as quiet as possible, as that screaming monster approached me. After a couple minutes, it reached me, marching its way down the aisle, and it passed right by me and continued on its way. I waited a bit longer for it to get further away and then went for for my key. To my surprise, nothing happened. Not like the car didn't start up. It didn't do anything. I turned the key several more times and nothing no turnover no sparking just completely dead at this point i was ready to start panicking again i went to reach for the door handle to get out of the car when i remembered how jane disappeared i i never let go of the car when i got out last time did jane is that why she disappeared i decided not to take the risk i'll just wait here in the car until the sun comes up maybe then i'll find a way out the end by the way i
3: love you so you don't need to read that part
4: (laughs) (laughs) What's it say? Man, copy paste it for us. <laughs> I, I
3: have my girlfriend read it. I left her an "I love you" message oh, okay. at the end. Okay, chill out. The end.
1: Yeah. The end. Hey, good job.
5: Let's fucking go, Tanner! Woo!
0: <laughs> Jesus. Are you sufficiently scared yet, huh? Is your skin crawling? <sighs> I have one question, Tanner. What's your question?
1: Does your monster happen to be in any relation to an Enderman from Minecraft?
3: No, but now that I'm thinking about it, 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 the way I described it does very much look like an Enderman from Minecraft.
1: (laughs) Whoops! I was just curious. I'm not trying to, you know, pin anything.
3: No, it wasn't supposed to be, but yeah, it does look exactly like one now that I think about it.
0: Welp, that's one story down. Now then, time for the
4: rest of them.
0: I'll be kicking it off next. I've got a fun little story that I want Jackson to be reading here for me.
4: Oh, I'd love to read it. Alrighty. It all started on July 17th, 2022, the year I finally felt like a grown up adult man. I don't know why I said that so weird. One day that seems like such a distant memory now, I was pursuing the street and I drove in my 1991 MX-5 Miata. That was a particularly good year for the automotive vehicle in question. Only four thousand of the peculiar model were made, and I counted my lucky stars that my grandfather, on my father's side, had had beseeched it upon me as his favorite grandchild. The machine of which I currently speak had commensely come in green; however, I'm incapable of seeing that color, so I made it red (laughs) instead. Uh, I feel like I did a pretty good job too, and crashed violently into a telephone pole. Oh wow! After getting my bearings, I spotted a garage still nearby. Being a ma'am who enjoys the finer things in life, yet is still willing to subsist in the same space as common folk, I decided it would be in my best interest to browse this garage. As the gandering proceeded, something instinctually caught my eyes. A Japanese copy of the video game The Battle Cats Unite for the Nintendo Switch Entertainment Console. My mouth was agape as I wrapped my fragile hands around the box. It wasn't a mid-condition but this fact mattered very little since I would no doubt spend an evening of fun on these titular cats. But, a problem arose in my mind just as soon as the ecstasy had filled it. I would need Jap- a Japanese switch, for after all those crappy yet industrious men who occupied Pono's corporation, had undoubtedly region locked their magnum opus. As my breathing became labored due to a panic attack sending in, my vibrant ears perked up as I noticed that the man who I'd only assumed to be the homeowner, was caught red-handed playing on his Nintendo Switch Entertainment System. Judging it's how he was an elderly man from the Orient, there wasn't but a single doubt in my mind that the Nintendo Switch Entertainment System hailed from the land of the rising sun. As quick as a bullet train, I charged the old top and ensnared my fingers around the handheld console. His feeble elderly brain was unable to even perceive me as I made a mad dash from my abode across the street. With not only game, but also a matching console in my hand, I slammed my door shut. My heart was hot and heavy from the physical expression, but a sly smile crept up my face for a job well done. I had surely pulled the wool over the eyes of that fool, and now he, the spoils are mine. I snuck past my assorted roommates, and within sheer minutes, I had made it back to my room, my sanctum, as it were. With a couple of head patches, my dear cats, one of which is bolognese, and the other of a uh, uh, or oranges <laughs> i collapsed upon my bed readying my heart for the thrills i would soon be experiencing i ins- i inserted the bc shorted version of the battle cats unite cartridge into the nintendo switch entertainment console my finger quivered with the light as i turned the console on and shortly after doing so i was i was clapping my hands with pure jubilation as my friends the battle cats greeted my on the title screen i gotta fucking zoom in these spelling errors are really Thrown my mind asunder here. Uh, I noticed there was already a save file on the cartridge. The person who had previously owned this copy had named themselves Sad Satan. <laughs> Perhaps my eyebrow had become slightly raised by this, but I merely deleted their file and created one of my own. Strangely, after deleting that dastardly save file, I could have sworn I heard some faint screaming mixed in with the background music (BGM). I was, of course, unperturbed, for I had Dodge's, doges to defeat. My malformed toes curled in the greatest excitement I've experienced in 12 years. The enemies of the cat army didn't stand a chance against me. Do this game really think I'm not good? I recall saying out loud, after hours of endless joy and only minor hiccups, I soon found myself to Thailand, in an infamously nefarious stage as you may know. It was plain as day that to overcome such an obstacle I would need some reinforcements. As I went to upgrade my cats, I filled my mouth with a generous handful of jelly beans of the Harry Potter Magic Beans variety which I purchased from Amazon.com. Before I could go to the upgrade screen, I noticed that the game notified me of a cat ticket being in my clutches. This brought some delight to me as I went to claim my prize. As I watched that little gachapon spin, I could feel my left arm going numb in anticipation. It felt like I was sitting there for days, waiting for my results, but after some time had passed, I finally got to see the cat revealed. It was unlike any cat I'd ever seen before. It was Gamma Toto, the lovable little scamp who goes and collects items for you. He isn't even in a unit you can normally get, but his eyes were white, and perhaps there was blood dripping from his eyes as well. This caught me off guard. After all, BC is E-rated, or is rated E-10+, plus, or plus 10. <coughs> I'm fucking dying. I've got a sore throat. All this reading is not helping at all. Such images of gore should be forbidden. I rather rapidly went to the cat guide to get to the bottom of this debacle. <laughs> as, I, as I looked upon my dearest Gamma Toto, my heart sank. As I read the fine feline description, your sins will be paid in blood. This was the description of Gamma Toto. Just as quickly as I was capable of reading the short paragraph, a wretched bit crushed laugh, shook my varied core, and the screen for my right fully acquired Nintendo Switch Entertainment Console went black. I used my finger several times to adjust to turn the blasted thing back on, but to no avail. Before I even has time to process what happened, my phone began to let out an squell as it rang for my attention. <laughs> my mom calling me. My mom was calling me. That female never calls me except for emergencies or to ask me stupid questions like how my day went. I answered the phone expecting to hear about another one of her affairs with her students, but I instead heard sobbing. I asked what was wrong, and she told me I must come over. There was some people there who wanted to speak to me. I navigated to her home with the utmost pace, and upon arriving, I noticed numerous police vehicles parked outside. I leapt into my parents' abode with haste, and was immediately greeted. Grated by a policeman and women of the law. The blue blurs informed me that there had been a terrible occurrence that had happened to my father and that they wanted to show it to me. Ever the inquisitive type, I agreed to their terms and they responded in kind by pulling up a video, one that will be emblazoned in my head and mind for years to come. I watched the CCTV footage of my father waltzing down a parking garage. So far so good, I fight to myself while looking at my old man. Suddenly, I couldn't believe my very own eyes. Gematoto, from the very same video game I had previously been playing, was murdering my pops. I spit up on myself a little bit, but I don't think the female cop noticed. She asked me if I wanted a napkin, presumably for my tears, but I shrugged her off. There were bugger fish to fry, after all. Gematoto was obviously merely doing this to send me a warning. But how did he want me to remedy this situation? I ate a few of my father's Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future, to calm my nerves. Besides, he wouldn't need them where he's going. This whole situation was very scary. I was so scared and almost creeped out. A supernatural Ben was haunting me for Christ. I'm an atheist, sake. I had a eureka moment. Oftentimes, when one of my roommates asked me a hypothetical question, I would have an ace up my sleeve to get me out of the jam. Get out of a jam. I requested to see the Blue Bomber's service rapping, and they brandished their Smith & Wesson M&P-22 while handing it into my right hand. While hand, Handing it into my right hand? My fucking brain can't understand these sentences. <laughs> I loaded a silver bullet into the chamber and then proceeded to write my will in case I didn't make it out of this alive. Finally, I blasted myself in the noggin. This has been my ghost writing this the whole time. That's the big Twilight Zone-esque twist, and I want to proceed to haunt anyone who has heard my tale by making your eyeballs bleed and killing your father, Finn.
2: Hey, Yay! That was so good.
4: Debacle. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Debacle. (laughs) Woof. Fantastic. I loved it very much. Thank you. I feel like I really was able to capture the essence of what a creepypasta was there, you know? Yeah. It really feels like Chris Chan wrote that. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Oh my gosh, it's even underlined with the red squiggly. <laughs> yeah, my, I didn't know what the fuck did og do. My brain stopped hard there. <laughs> like, I reached a fucking stop sign. Were the, were the misspellings intentional? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jackson, who do you want reading your story? Uh, Let's do Tunichi, because he's here, and that sounds fun. <laughs> he's, he's shaking his head no. He's got no choice in the matter, though, unfortunately.
2: Uh, okay.
4: Why don't you want to? It's so short. What's it matter? Send
2: it to me. Give it to okay, me, baby. I'll read it.
4: Give it to me, Give baby. Uh huh. Uh
5: huh. Right,
2: let's go. My Tumblr blog. Oh, my. Thursday. Thursday, October 29th, two thousand and nine. Sinophobia. Is that what that is? Sinophobia. Yeah. Okay, guys. You won't freaking believe the weekend I just had. I'm literally shaking as I write this, so please excuse me if I misspell anything. So as you know, I wanted me owed cat for so long and I finally decided to adopt one. I've been looking I've been luging at for a few months now. She was very scared at the shelter, and when I brought her home But aren't all shelter cats? Fast forward to the night of, and she jumped out the window. I was crying all night because she had a ton of coyotes in our neighborhood. So all I could think was that she got ripped to (laughs) shreds, Crying emoji. (laughs) This sounds mad familiar. When I woke up the next day, I planned on searching the whole neighborhood for her, because no way I'm doing that at night. <laughs> but lo and behold, she was just hanging out outside in my backyard, sliding the door, waiting to be let in. I was so relieved that the... I was so relieved in the moment, but probably shouldn't have been, because she started acting progressively weirder throughout the weekend. <laughs> First she started walking around backwards everywhere, next she would whisper to me in my sleep. And when I woke up, she'd be staring at my, from my ceiling. This is not normal cat behavior from what I looked up. So I called the vet and they confirmed my suspicions. My baby wasn't a cat at all, but actually a dog. I am deadly afraid of dogs. And ever since, one bit me up, bunch as a kid, so I immediately smashed its head with a hammer while it wasn't suspecting it. I broke down crying again on the spot, and while I was doing that i got up and broke out of my window again now i have to live in constant fear that some dog on the loose in my neighborhood i really hope the coyotes killer. do you guys have any advice on what i should do i'm so scared
4: <laughs> solid very, very solid good. short and sweet you yes, sir. We're
2: crying emojis.
0: Remind me not to bring my dogs around Jackson ever. <laughs> Dylan was just like a fucking true story though, too. Mm-hmm. And I think okay. that's what makes it even scarier. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Mm-hmm. Alright, Dylan. For your story, who's reading that Fine. Wait, Tanichi, uh, do you have a story? Oh, he does. Oh, I do.
3: Then yeah, I think the logical thing to do is Dylan reads Tanichi's and then I read Dylan's. Sounds about right.
2: Alright, Dylan. There's a whole lot of extra at the bottom. A whole lot of extra. You don't have to read that extra at all. But it would be
0: cool if you did.
2: But it would be so gangster if you decided (laughs) to read that extra.
0: Oh, don't you worry. I got something special. Dylan's known to be a bit of a gangster. Whatever you're doing, don't do that. (laughs) Oh, why
3: not? It's stupid and terrible.
0: you You
2: should. I don't know what you're doing, but you should do it. I'm gonna do it. You should do it. I'm don't doing let him, it. Don't let him tell you what to do.
6: In the hall sits a painting. Simple, black frame with the words Ein Kalt FINRANG scratched into the bottom. It was said that some soldier who came back injured or hurt would pass by the photo and get flashbacks because of how vivid the war scenes look. The tight cramped space wetness the wetness of the dirt. Even the dead tissue spread across the fields looked so real I could almost smell it. The centerpiece of the painting, however, a strong army draped in a dirt flag. So torn you could hardly make out the stars, but the colors were unmistakable. The dirty white was only contracted by the strong red and the darker blue. I've grown to understand that that flag and that face is one of fear and pain. In his hands sat a strange hunk of smooth unwelding metal. While I hadn't seen one on the battlefield, I saw its dark aftermath. Bodies torn apart, limbs lost. And even heads completely bo- blown apart were not uncommon. Many sites were often mistaken for bombing because of the number of bodies torn apart. But it was until further inspection we noticed we was we, were, we was worse. Anyway, the gun in the painting. While I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, this this had to be it. Suddenly, the room darkened, and my heart sank. It felt like the room got colder. All I could remember now was the horror stories. It was said the sound it makes was louder than 50 men and would shake the vaults of the trenches. The front of the weapon was short and stocky, but the, ve- but the back was a massive chunk of wood. One person told me it would spit seven fireballs at once in a pattern of five, and there was hundreds. They filled the trenches and hacked down all those who stood in the way. It was a skill issue, but it was unfair. It devastated our front line in the coming years and changed warfare forever. Now, now we must be the bad guys.
2: Uh,
1: Dave, I. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do I have to read this part in the German accent too? No,
2: this is a completely different story.
1: Oh, uh, Dave, I got two whips and I'm in a nice family nest. <laughs> I got two kids and a wife I have to protect. I'm the average guy. I work in the bank at a desk. If you're cashing your checks, I'm there at your request. But since we're being honest, I feel sad and depressed. I think my marriage is dead and I got gambling debts. I borrowed money from a gangster just to bang on a bet. It was only 50 grand, but then they added the rest. And now I've got to pay a hundred back. How the fuck can I come up with that? I gotta think of something fast. I remember this combo I had with my wife's brother when we shaved a bottle of Jack. Shared. Whatever. <laughs> he said with my job I should be robbing the bank, and he concocted a plan I just nodded and laughed. But wait, that maybe that we could be the saving grace. Maybe we could empty out the safe. Fuck that, he took my baby sis and now he's playing this. I'm keeping everything
6: I took and heading out to Spain to live. Hey, There you go, Taniji.
2: That was bars. That's <laughs> what we Jesus call Christ. bars. <laughs> what, uh, what a story.
0: What a story.
4: I'm shivering in my timbers right now. That was a hell of a scary <laughs> that, that, part. That, that was was something.
0: A, that was quite a creepy pasta right there. Holy smokes. Dylan's gonna be keeping all the kids listening to this up all night. Um oh. Okay, Dylan, send me your creepy pasta, I guess. Okay. Uh, I can't that? even remember
4: what the fuck did he do? to
1: was a bad <laughs> Uh, well, it started out with some kind of German super weapon or something. Uh. The creature. No,
2: it, was, it wasn't a German super weapon, it was the, a German's perspective of the Americans introducing the trench shotgun to warfare. Oh, okay. That
0: was a pretty scary time, wasn't it?
2: For the Germans.
0: Uh, yeah. Dude, the trench gun was like pretty sweet in World at War, though, I was a big fan of that thing. World. <laughs> it was
2: pretty sweet in real life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, good news everyone, Dylan's is one and a
3: half pages in decent size font. Have you ever had fear? Fear so deep that it paralyzes you and your mind as well as your body? Have your thoughts ever been exploited to draw joy? This semi-psychologic entity grows and feeds on the foundation of humans' physical and mental state. This entity is very hard to track, and being aware of its presence is not easily achieved on one's own instincts alone. Its origins are unknown, and its environment is of no specific climate, and it seems to acclimate to any area it is found. The basic psychological breakdown of how this entity works is rather simple. It slowly feeds your mind cortisol, the least impactful and physically noticeable hormone in the human body. As the thought molder introduces fear more and more over the course of a week, it begins to compound the fears it has learned from you. As your body begins producing adrenaline and epinephrine on its own due to the slow introduction of cortisol, the thought molder begins to feed off that as well. As the psychological and physiological tension continues to rise, the thought molder begins to extrapolate the process and raises the brain's thought processes. Piggybacking on the electrical currents of the brain and causing the victim to overthink. The results are this are schizophrenia. The forms of paranoia vary from person to person, but prolonged exposure to the thought molder can cause extreme onset paranoia. OEP. Victims of OEP are left at the least are left at the least with a trip. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> are left at the least with a trip to the psych ward. However, the unlucky ones are slaves to their own minds, unable to control their own thoughts, their fears. What they see or hear, these victims become hostile, irritable, and violent, often lashing out in their own form of self-defense. The ones that continue along this path eventually become willing transmitters and physical embodiments of thought molders. These victims often end up killing multiple people before being detained or killed themselves. There is no physical difference between a regular human and a OEP zombie. Left completely unchecked, it has the potential to rule the human race. The end.
4: But what if it were a monkey? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's scary as fuck. The monkey! Wow. The monkey! <laughs> oh, the monkey, how I love him so... Well, there you have it, boys. Do we choose who the winner is now? Oh, uh, I I didn't think we were <laughs> gonna be Wasn't a, it a challenge. I, yeah, I don't think it was meant to be a challenge. Dylan <laughs> won.
1: Oh, wait, like for my reading or for my
0: writing?
2: Both. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, the writing.
0: I'd say but...
2: you did. You did I, such good reading, man.
1: <laughs> I, I don't.
0: I don't think that we ranked the previous challenge. Either. Yeah, we did. Did we <laughs> voted on whose was the best?
3: Oh, like the short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I think we did do that one. Did and we? we did okay. Rate who's, yeah, we did. I think so. Sure, we can rank these two. Why not?
3: <laughs> uh, we don't have to rank them. I, I, we just, all we did last time was we just said, vote for one that you think was the, your oh, be- yeah, the yeah, best yeah, or your favorite. Okay. But yeah. don't vote for your own. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, we can do that again. Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah. I'm voting for Jackson's. I'm voting for Tanner's.
1: Um, uh, I'll vote oh. for Dylan's. Let's go. I'll vote for Tanichi's.
0: Oh,
2: man, I'll vote for Dylan.
4: There we go. I think that means that it's Dylan's wins. That easy. Congrats, Dylan! Let's yeah. go! You won the creepy pasta Challenge. Whoa.
0: This, pasta this bullshit! No one voted for mine! I put so much heart and soul into that. Listen, one. man, I,
1: I was trying to bring it full circle. I was trying to make sure everybody got at least one vote. Yeah. Dude, you've mentioned the fucking
4: Gamma Toto thing before. <laughs> 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 You, you mentioned it like a hypothetical, I think, to me. Yeah, I definitely have. I was trying to find, I was trying to find the like the breaks
1: in your script because I was, I knew what you were going for, Tenichi. So I was like, where does the rhyme start and end? And it was, <laughs> it took me a second sometimes. It's
3: fine, it it was, <laughs> um,
2: what it was was uh, originally a song
3: uh, oh. that
2: I just cut oh. up. You didn't, super, yeah.
3: You didn't catch on to that at any point, Dylan. <laughs> uh, what, that it was a song? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, it was,
1: well, I, when I hear a rap song, it often tells a story, so they're, they're, they're the same in my mind. Okay. All right.
0: Did you, okay, what do you mean by they're the same in your mind, Dylan?
1: Did you, did you think Tonichi wrote that then? I mean, I don't know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say if it was original or not.
0: Not at all. Tonichi
4: the master <laughs> this was his debut piece. I haven't heard it before, so.
2: Yeah,
3: That's, none of us had heard it before except Tanichi, <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah, we all figured I out it was a rap song Dylan, immediately. Yeah. The yeah. second
2: I realized Dylan was reading, I was like, I have to slip this in. <laughs> I, I want nothing more than to hear him read this. So I kid down. you not, there was another ten pages I could have added, but I was like, uh, thank you for being merciful. Them. I was yeah. trying to
1: be as black as possible. I didn't want to sound white. Which I
2: hopefully they're, accomplish. They're, they're, they're white British people. They're not oh. black people. Well, that
3: makes it awkward. Uh, <laughs> now it's authentic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now it's real.
3: <laughs> um, do you guys know what time it is then? Oh my god, is it time for Guapish at the movies? Guapish at the movies! We're good every night in something something Five Nights at Freddy's.
5: Five Nights <laughs> <laughs> oh. at Freddy's. Hold on, well, well hold hey, on. That I mean... Made... <laughs>
1: I made a I made an agreement with Jackson. You guys would talk about that last, so there would be yeah. no spoilers. Okay, thank God. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: This is not the kind of movie where spoilers matter, but <laughs> not a problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just wanna I I just don't wanna know what goes on in the movie. Dude, would you believe that Freddie
3: Fazbear's in this film? Oh my God, no way, man! What else?
0: They painted. They gave a man purple face. <gasps> <laughs> But, of course, we're going to be saving that talk for the very end. For now, we are going to be kicking things off with our Patreon movie of the week, recommended by Lucas Ledette. I know what you did last summer. Dunn, would you mind uh, summarizing this film for us here? Sure thing,
1: buddy. So, uh, we start off this movie on, I believe, the 4th of July. A town celebrating a big old parade. You, You got these teenagers having a grand old time. They go out to, like, the beach, and they talk about their plans for the rest of their life. seeing they just graduated from high school. Uh... Fast forward, they're driving back, and all of a sudden, you know, they hit something, and they don't know. It appears it was a man. They're like, oh my god, we killed somebody. Uh, And so they had a huge argument of whether it was an accident or not. They're like, we gotta dump the body. So then they dump the body, and there's like this one uh, witness guy who will probably be important later. Uh, And then, you know, fast forward one year, the one chick, I don't remember her name, comes back, and she gets a letter. And it's like, I know what you did last summer. And then she's freaked out, and then things start happening to everybody. And they're like, oh, this is obviously just somebody messing with us. Uh, and then they, they go around, they start finding clues, they try. They think they know who did it, uh, then they don't, people start dying. Uh, then they actually found out who did it. Uh, then the one blonde chick dies, the other guy who has anger issues dies, uh, and then you're left with the two people at the end. Uh, and then they end up living, they, they cut the, the, the killer guy's hand off, that was holding the hook and he falls into the ocean and then the cops are like, do you have any reason why this person would try to kill you? And then they lie. They follow through on their promise or whatever. And then the movie ends with the chick in the shower and it says, I still know, and then it breaks through glass and then the movie ends. Ah. Yeah, it's a jump scare. Okay. Don't say that, dude. You scared me. I'm sorry, man. I didn't I didn't mean to. I won't let it happen again.
4: Question. I just elbowed my cat in the face by accident. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Questions. <laughs>
3: What's Does up? it matter that at no point in the in this movie do you not think that the killer is just the guy?
1: Um, which guy? Like the one of the, the four the one they
3: killed. They
1: they uh, killed. I definitely. I definitely. So that was the thing. I was trying to for the longest time trying to figure out if this was a psychological killer or a physical killer because there were definitely aspects of both. Uh, like for example, in the scene where she opens up her trunk, she hears scratching in it, and she just finds Max's body covered in like crabs and all that stuff. <sighs> And then she comes back and is like gone without a trace. So I was like, okay, that's that's not something I would seem super possible for some guy to, you know, do. But then also, you know, the killer isn't just killing them in like supernatural ways. So I do uh, find it
3: weird that he
0: fucks with them. Why, why doesn't he just kill them? <laughs> that is that's something what I was that wondering. felt a little strange at times. Like, one of the biggest moments for me that really stands out in that manner was, like, when he was chasing the blonde girl, fucking Daphne, through that department store or whatever the yeah. fuck, uh, and he just, like, throws on one of those, like, plastic sheets to pretend like he's one of the mannequins or whatever, and he, like, jumps out at her. It's like, why the, why, why yeah. the fuck did you bother with that?
3: Right. <laughs> in fact, it actually starts to make less sense, because initially... You know, we think he's just after them because they fucking hit him with their car and then left him for dead. If that was the motivation, then sure, I could see him torturing them. But then we find out, oh, he had actually murdered someone else, and so him having to kill them was him covering up for his own murder. In which case, he would be like, well, yeah, then he wouldn't be messing with them. He'd just be trying to kill them.
1: Yeah, but that also put me in a weird position of, like, why is he... Like, he didn't kill too many, like, side people, I guess, but, like, why did he kill... Not those four kids, you know what I mean?
3: That's 100% true. Why did he kill Max?
1: <laughs> yeah, why'd he kill Max? Why'd he kill the one chick's stepmom? Why did he kill the police the, the, like Yeah, the cousin
3: or whatever who owns the... Yeah, why'd he kill that cop?
1: Yeah, like, I'm just like, okay, so obviously he has a vendetta against these kids, but why is he killing these side characters for presumably no re- Like, especially Max. That was completely out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Max is just, like, working, and, like, he got confronted by Barry... Like being accused of being that guy, but like uh, other, other than It's pretty straightforward,
0: like no. Dylan. Uh, you see, The Big Bang Theory is like the most uh, popular TV show on uh, the television right now, man. And because of that, he just doesn't find all that funny. So he felt like he needed to take his revenge somehow. Here, gotcha. I don't, I don't understand what
1: you're trying to say with that. But I'm gonna.
0: Dylan doesn't get it.
1: <laughs> I okay. So I, I, am gonna confirm this suspicion. Is Max, uh, what's his face from The Big yes. Bang Theory? <laughs> He's yes. Leonard. Okay. I, I thought so. <laughs> I, I he, he For some reason, the glasses really change it for me. Uh, on top of that, how long did it take you to realize that the one dude was Fred from Scooby-Doo and the, the one chick was Daphne from
4: Scooby-Doo? Fred from Scooby-Doo was in this? Yeah, that was Yeah, Ray. We, we discovered Daphne. I don't think we ever had the realization that he was Fred. Is it yeah, Fred? Like, it, is it is Fred. Friend, well, yeah. so I, 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 I recognized almost
1: immediately that Ray was Fred from Scooby-Doo, uh, mostly because of the voice. And then I, like, matched his face. Uh, and then Daphne, it took me about almost half the movie. I was like, there's no way that both of them are in this movie, but it turns out they were. Yeah, it's pretty late so into pretty us cool. realizing
0: that that was Daphne.
1: Yeah,
0: it's, you know, crazy
1: stuff. But um,
0: Now, obviously, this yeah. film takes a lot of inspiration from, like, fucking Scream, you know? where there's like mm. a slasher movie that's definitely like you know it's a bit more of a mystery as well though okay there, there are all these like, oh we got fair who the killer is like who, who who's going out there doing all this stuff I know what you did last summer who could it be and they throw out all these red herrings and stuff like that which I personally think were fairly successful because it, like yeah it could, it, it could there are a lot of people it could be Tanner like it could be the one dude it could be Fred from Scooby Doo we don't know he's barely been in this movie he talked about how his dad used mm. to be a fisherman he's now a fisherman who knows See, it's all crazy man why would he kill everyone we we don't know but yeah ultimately it does just end up being that fucking dude and we get a really fucking goofy scene of them on the boat <laughs> as he tries to murder them and who oh boy that gal she can scream for sure guys she's a scream queen absolutely like she's got some fucking pipes on her but also she, that's all she does <laughs> during that last scene she's just screaming her head off sometimes to the detriment of the man who's trying to save her mhm I was gonna say, doesn't she get two people killed? (laughs) Or no, the the guy doesn't die, but she like almost
3: gets two people killed by because she like calls her name or yells at them at the last second, and they look away and then get fucking clobbered.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I hate that trope so much. Like it happened, and I was like, this is how people die in horror movies. But also, on on that note, kind of a similar note. Have you ever noticed, like, in some movies, like, this movie is a really bad victim of it, how the killer is super efficient and good at killing people in some situations, but then when it comes to, like, people with plot armor, he
0: cannot, for the life of himself, kill them for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. A a lot of the times he kind of just, like, had the drop on people, and that's how he was able to kill them so easily. And, like, you know, with the blonde chick, she's a woman.
4: Speaking of the blonde chick and that general (laughs) scene, I thought it was funny as... When they're doing the goofball elevator bullshit, which <laughs> yeah. is going going up, and he's walking up the stairs, and then she's like, "Oh shit, how did he get up here?" <laughs> and then she goes back down.
3: <laughs> why was he so confident he could take on uh, Ray or whatever his face was on the boat? Like, isn't he like a fucking sixty-year-old man, and he's fighting like a college kid? Why, why is he? <laughs> why is he think he has this like in the bag where he doesn't have to worry about this at
0: all? He's armed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's got nothing to lose at
0: this point, man. It's do or die for him. That's fair (laughs) enough, He needs to murder this guy.
1: I think Barry's death was actually kind of dumb, though. Barry definitely had the time and the strength to fight back. He just didn't, and he died. That part confused me. I thought that death was stupid. He got the drop on him. Well, regardless of that, like, he pinned him to the ground. Like, he didn't even, like, wound him, as far as I was concerned, before he threw him on the ground. And then he killed him by stabbing him... With the hook multiple times, which also that effects there was dumb and bad because it was just like showing he was raising the hook and then bringing it down. And then it was like a sound effect that didn't match a hook puncturing the human. And he's like, oh. yeah. and I, that, that that scene was just bad. He also
3: <laughs> sometimes he'd have the hook and, you know, it's it's a hook. Yeah, the, the sharp bit, the sh- the sharp bit is this end. And then he yeah. d- he'd like jab someone and somehow <laughs> that works. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, he man.
2: Would, he's so forceful, he would force it through their body.
3: Yeah, but it also doesn't get caught on the way back out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie's really effects true. are weird, man.
2: This movie sucks, man. I've, it been my, suck. I've been holding my breath, but this movie's awful. Tanisha, did you this watch it? This movie the good... Yeah, I watched this a while ago, forever ago. Oh, okay. I watched this movie forever ago. I've seen all these movies. Um oh. Yeah. This movie... I wouldn't even say borrowed from Scream. I would say it stole all the good shit from Scream and then did it really badly. It's almost like like
3: they're directed by the same person. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Or like there was one person missing. (laughs) Like the group of writers were gone. Yeah. Um, that, That point where like the characters plot that leads into nowhere, where you're like, he was a fisherman, wasn't he? Like that 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 uh this i fucking i in my head when i watched it forever ago because i liked freddy in scooby-doo i was like got him you know then it was in shit
0: yeah i mean (laughs) isn't it fucked up how they have the fucking daphne be the big old beauty queen or whatever And everyone's being like, you're so hot, you're just like an absolute bombshell. Oh boy, how we love you. But then like the actual main character is way more attractive than her. I don't
1: think that at all.
0: I don't think that at all either.
1: I did not find the the brunette chick attractive at all. You're in the minority, Dylan. Yeah. (laughs) That's unfortunate. I am a minority.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt is banging, as uh, my people would say. Right? She's a real cutie. Yeah.
4: Yeah. She's revitalized my love for white women. Tanisha, I thought you just said you did not find her attractive, though. I. I.
2: I, I find her. I like her in other shit. <laughs> I like her in other shit. She gets better. Just depend. Like, that whole cast! You know? She gets better. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. goes downhill. Yeah. What else did Freddie you like Prince her Jr. in? Jr. is, uh. Jennifer. Jennifer Lafayette? Yeah. Dude, she was in. fucking. I don't know.
5: <laughs> I don't
2: know. She was in porn.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true. If it is true, I'm looking for it, but I don't think that's true. Jackson, you've been awfully
4: silent this whole time. What did you think about this movie? Dude, I mentioned that one elevator scene. um I think this movie was goofy and a little silly, even. Yeah,
2: I can't. I can't remember her character's name, but she was in some. She was in a TV show that really bad one, or like <laughs> it was good at the start. Like the first three seasons were good, Criminal Minds. Oh. She replaced, I forgot her character's name. I'm just gonna Google it.
0: Dylan, what are you gonna be ranking this movie this week? Okay, give me a second.
2: <sighs> Get it. Yeah, she played Kate.
0: Uh, I am
1: gonna give, I know what you did last summer, an A minus.
4: I'm gonna give it an A. What the, Jesus Christ. Jackson, where are you giving this movie? Uh, I'm giving this one a fucking C
0: minus. <laughs> That's more along the lines of what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm giving I'm a fucking crazy birth. <laughs> right? Like, like oh my god!
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be generous and give what? it
4: a C. The motherfuckers <laughs> like movies. What can they say? I, yeah, I, I thought it was better than any
3: of the other slashers we've seen.
4: You thought this one was better than fucking House of Wax? Mm, oh wait, yes. I didn't even
3: consider my rigs. yes. What? Hold yeah, on a you so. thought it was better
4: than House of Wax? I might have. I might have messed up here. Hold on a second. House, I think House of Wax is many, many tiers above this one. I think it has the mystery way better. The fucking whole set design's way better. I think the acting is kind of mid in both movies. So I don't. Let really Let me know put how it like this. I think them.
3: House of Wax is more entertaining.
1: Oh, I put House of Wax at a B minus. That's unfortunate. So
2: you'll you'll watch a movie even though it's not entertaining.
1: I
0: yeah. mean, yeah, there are plenty for of movies for the movie sake. I mean, I, I guess not necessarily like not entertaining, so but e- like even even if the movie
2: succeeds at being a movie, it 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 it's Sophie's gets choice. A, a
0: you know what I mean? Tanner, we didn't rate Sophie's Choice that good. We all gave yeah, it a like, C.
1: Yeah, we all gave it a C. <laughs> yeah, we all gave it a C. It was an average movie.
0: Yeah, but
3: I think if you're uh, the kind of person who's into that kind of movie, uh, you'd really like it and think it's really good.
4: That's a that's a fucking dumb argument when you're the one giving your ratings.
2: <laughs> you guys <laughs> watched The Duke. yeah, and we did. and fucking the 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 witches, and you think that this is somewhere near those
5: two?
3: Uh, the
0: Vivitch, uh, kinda sucks. That movie is actually very good. Unlike this movie, I'm giving it a C.
2: Kinda decent.
0: That's fine. We don't yeah.
2: really
1: have
4: to agree on movie ratings. It's all
1: subjective anyway. That's the whole uh, point of this landing? segment.
4: Um, dude, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, that puts us at a fucking. Uh, B. Oh, whoa. There's okay.
2: no fucking way this movie's anywhere near better than some of the other things. This,
0: wow. Now you understand the frustration of Guapish at the movies. You Go through and, like, see my movie, tier list. You're gonna be I blown like, away. I like,
2: I like just the fact that my name is gonna be on this and, like, this is gonna get a beat.
4: Wait, are we including Tanichi's or anything? Yeah, un- unfortunately, Tanichi, your name will not be on the website because you have to watch the movies this week. Okay, yeah. I'm
2: fine with that. It's yeah, based that's off you guys' opinion that this this movie gets a B. <laughs> yeah, you don't want any idea this fucking list. <laughs> I, I'm afraid of what you guys are gonna rank World War Z. <laughs> you,
1: what would you rate this movie just for
2: perspective?
0: <laughs> he just said a yeah. C. A
2: yeah.
1: yeah. oh, C. Yeah. Well, then and C I'm C being generous. With- you're with you're with nico and jackson doesn't that satisfy you enough
2: <laughs> not at all i want to yeah, drop <laughs> it to a fucking c minus knowing that it gets an overall fucking b this movie sucks.
4: yeah we're, we're three out of five on the low end of c here guys i think we're on the right you guys are wrong anyway uh, <laughs> listen we could bring suck. in some of our own experts but anyway what's the next movie um that is nico's pick the descent Ooh, the descent now boys
0: The Descent is a film about women, okay? Women finding their womanhood. Bro! Right? The worst part, they're British as well. I'm sorry, I didn't know that going into this one. So, The Descent is about a lady, okay? She's she's a blonde woman, and she gets into a car accident with her husband, and he unfortunately dies, okay? It's very sad. It's very traumatic for her. She starts uh, hallucinating a little bit, because, like, you know, it, it was a horrific event for her, man. It was a horrific event. And so, her girls uh, decide, you know what, we're going to have a little girls' trip, help you forget about all that kind of stuff, oh, we enjoy, like, you know, getting exhilarated and shit like that, so we're going to go, and we're going to explore a cave, okay, we're going to explore a cave. And so, initially, they were going to be exploring this one cave, but one of her friends, Juno, or is it Jane, I don't remember, it starts with a J, she decides, hey... Uh, unbeknownst to them, I'm gonna have us go into an unexplored cave. That'll be crazy. That's where the excitement is. Shh, don't tell them, though. Don't tell them. And in doing so, it really fucks them up, okay? Because this cave is dangerous, and they were just not fucking prepared for this shit. So pretty quickly, uh, their way out collapses, and they now need to just keep traveling deeper and deeper into the cave. So they can figure out how the to, hell to get out of this place. And it's pretty daring, spooky. And... As time goes on... Uh, they realize that they're, they're not the only ones in this cave, guys. They're not the only ones in here. Yeah, so apparently some old humans ended up being in this cave, and they evolved into some uh, strange cave-dweller creatures. And now they're ravenous for these fine young women, and they start fucking devouring them. They just start getting picked off pretty quick, okay? They, they, these women really don't fucking stand a chance. However, uh, over time, they start to figure out, hey we can fucking beat these guys okay me and jane here we got this easy peasy and they start fucking taking these guys out however in all the commotion jane ends up killing one of the other people and oh boy that's no good and so she runs off Uh, our main girl she ends up finding that girl and she's like jane killed me she doesn't actually speak but she gets the message and so she goes over she murders jane she finds a way out and she gets out of the cave or does she the end the end Mm -hmm. This is just an overall better movie than The Cave. <laughs> I'm very happy to
1: hear that, Dylan.
5: Yeah. I, I made that
1: I made that connection very early on in the movie. I was like, surely cuz I've heard of this movie cuz I think it's like in recommended like if you've watched The Cave, it recommends The Descent. And I've just heard it. I think this movie it, came
4: out the exact same year. Yeah, they as the came Cave out
1: the same well. year. Yeah, so, people are always like, yeah, just, like, The Descent is just a better version of the cave. Uh, And I have, I I will agree with that statement, however, I still have my gripes with this movie. I'll agree with that
3: statement I made.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this movie was pretty dang good. So, like, even, uh, like, before the fucking monsters show up, we get, like, uh, this really oppressive atmosphere in the cave, okay? Because, uh, hot take, caves are fucking scary as is, okay? And them just, like, fucking, uh, navigating this cave is pretty terrifying. Like, when that one girl gets stuck, they, the way they fucking frame the, this area, it's, like, so fucking tight, okay? And so you just really get really fucking claustrophobic, and it's really dark, you can barely see anything. She, she's just stuck, dude, and it's really intense. Like, you know, uh, like, I was having trouble breathing during that whole part, and then when they finally got free, hoo, boy, I was finally able to uh, start inhaling a bunch.
2: There's also, like, a lot of emotional context, like, behind that scene, and, like, The descent within the cave itself is, like, insane, considering the girls were, like, openly infighting. And as you mentioned, I love this movie. I love this fucking movie. Uh, They were infighting the whole time. Like, the, the, the descent in the cave was supposed to be for one girl... And then she got stuck, and she was depending on the group, and so, and they didn't really, they couldn't leave her, you know, like, the whole emotion, the whole emotion of, like, the act of descending into the cave, you guys have to be, like, on the same page, you have to be a team, you can't have, uh, you know, cheated with one girl's husband, you can't, you just, there are things, (laughs) you're not allowed, and... It's so written on the wall that they're going to fail, that watching them sort of struggle through it and then later even succeed in some parts is, like, rewarding. Like, you get the sense that, like, holy shit, these girls might be the worst thing for this cave. Like, they're their biggest enemies. And then the weird shit starts happening. (laughs) The, the that skulls and creatures start coming yeah, exactly. out of nowhere.
0: One thing I really like about this movie is that like you don't get like introduced to, to like these creatures until like fucking halfway through. However, yeah. if you're like observant, you'll see them like every now and then throughout the film as well. Like I know that I saw them at one point. Tanner saw them at a like, totally different point, and they were like we just didn't see like, each other's sections either. Like you know, you start to get the inkling of like oh, uh, they're not alone in here, are they? Yeah,
5: <laughs> which I think is really
0: um, cool.
1: One thing, I can only assume there was the first time earlier on in the cave when she's, like, scanning the walls. And she sees, like, that black figure sticking out from behind a rock. Yeah, I'm, I don't know which one That's the one I saw. So that's the one you saw. And I was like, okay, that's something. But also, this woman is psychologically deranged. So I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, And then, yeah, then there's, like, the other time when, like, that one Holly chick, like, just decided, like, Oh, there's daylight! And falls down a hole and breaks her leg. Uh, And then she, like, hears a noise, which is also weird because it's children laughter, which also just plays into the psychological warfare of this movie. Uh, And then ends up finding, like, the white pasty figure, and I was like, okay, more confirmation, but also nobody else has seen them. still psychological warfare on the audience right now, so there's no way to know if these are actually things that are going to kill them. Uh.
3: Honestly... I kinda, and this is gonna be shocking considering uh, wh- what I was saying while we were watching the movie, I wish they leaned more into the psychological side and it didn't just turn into, like, an action movie, basically, with monsters at the end. I thought I thought it started getting silly and honestly kinda bad when we started doing that shit, where they were just literally fighting these things with their pickaxes and shit. Uh, I think it would've been better if they did, like, uh, did like an alien where there's only one of them and
4: it's really evasive or yeah, something I can, like I mean, that i'm super with tanner on this one too i was gonna say i really enjoyed the first third of this movie um a lot of the setup mostly just like them going through the cage and there's definitely some other parts in it um maybe even like the first half of the movie i enjoyed a lot um but once the monsters really started getting involved it really took quite a bit of a nosedive for me just because it completely kind of like, I'm not going to say completely, but it threw away a lot of what I liked about the first half of it. Because, yeah, like Tanner said, it kind of just turns into a fucking action movie where they're they're running around, they're like head on with the monsters, which is kind of cool. You don't really see that that much in horror movies, so I can respect them trying to be different with it. But I really just don't think it works that well. Especially because these are just like some regular ass fucking women. No offense. Um, and suddenly now they're fucking fighting off hordes of these fucking hellspawn in this cave, huh? Well, a,
2: lo- a lot of it was, a lot
0: of, yeah, a lot of it had to do with, like,
4: trauma. Yeah, it was really only two
2: of them doing the most damage. Yeah, the
0: rest of them immediately got murdered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one basically. of them was
2: Juno, who was, like, supposed to be this strong figure, but really was, like, weak as fuck, like, you're stereotypical. Like, it was, like, and. I maybe I didn't see it like that, but I I saw it more as like there was a little bit of psychological shit going on because they were definitely fucking superheroes and she wasn't. No one was acting like they were watching their friends die, really. Because like it it, it sure it's hard to distract. You know, you kill one, two, three of them. They still kill three of your friends. You know, they're still like in the cave, celebrating, talking, and laughing. They're in this fucked up situation, but I thought that sort of leaned into the to the whole trauma aspect of the movie, where in these situations is when they are better, when they are like, you got to see who who could handle it, who was who was normal, like she wasn't normal after watching her husband die. Yeah, yeah,
3: she's not like the other girls. But True. I
1: do. I do want to interject because this is has immediately to do with what Tanner and Jackson were talking about. I 100% disagree. I in fact have a 180 degree viewpoint of what you guys said. Whereas I thought the first third of the movie was kind of meh, uh, due to just
3: bad CGI in general.
0: What do you mean bad uh, CGI? Where, dude? That cave
3: so fucking fake. No, there were I, dude, that part where, have where they were climbing
2: time. on the rocks. So you could so see the wires.
3: The, yeah, bats. Well, <laughs> the, bats, are the bad. bats. The bats are were bad. bad. The bats uh,
1: did look yeah. bad. <laughs> let me. See, I'm trying to. Let me see if I can describe this scene. Have you guys remember? It was like the part where they got to the br- the first big opening. Not like when they descended. Like after they crawled through the thing and then the big opening. There was like that part where this. There's the one lady who's standing and she's like real, obviously. But like everything behind her just looks like green screen backdrop, and you can tell, like 100, like that. I don't know, like, the the CGI, in my opinion, in this movie was bad. Like, the green screen, or whatever you want to call it, you could, it was not, it was not fitting.
3: Um, I think I know what he's talking about, but I kind of disagree. I
0: have no idea what he's talking
3: about, so... I'll, I'll see if bo- I can find snippets, the, When they're in the first, like, big chamber, they do, like, and they throw the a flare. They do like the way the uh, the like Star Wars prequels would handle big rooms, where it's just people in front of a blue screen. Yeah, that's not though; it's an they- actual set.
0: Oh, if it was an actual set, then.
1: It did not look real. I thought it looked very
0: real. I thought the entire area did look like a whole ass cave the entire time. If
1: I, I'll, I'll go back. I'll scrub back through the movie and screenshot and show you what I'm talking about. But it did not look real to me. There were,
4: there were. A I couple... I'd believe
3: either of you guys, but I don't think it looked bad. So yeah, um, I, was gonna, I
4: was gonna say I thought the set was probably one of the better parts of the movie for me. It all looked no. Just, it looked like a fucking real ass cave.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, like I think there, there are definitely like the parts in this where there's actually like cave environment, the environmental tone or whatever you want to call it was very. very. Very well set up. I liked the way that they used... Not gonna get nerdy. I just liked the way they set up the environment. I thought it was very good. I thought the movie picked up when they introduced the threat because that's what I was waiting for the entire movie because I wanted to confirm my suspicions. I was like, alright, this movie's either a psychological horror and, like, these people are just gonna die by... Natural cave happenings where like they fall off a cliff, or they cave get crushed
3: happenings.
1: In. Yeah, they get they 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 get crushed in some rocks, you know, something. They hit their head, whatever. Or there's gonna be an actual physical threat in this movie, and then like how many people are gonna die is what I was thinking. Uh, and also the costume design in this, I think, was like phenomenal. I thought the the cave creatures looked really good. Um, the sound effects they weren't super generic. Like, obviously, sound effects from movie to movie are kind of just reused, and they change them up here and there. I thought the sound effects for the creatures in this movie were really good. Um, And then, I guess, to break this off in the last third, I didn't 100% like the ending. That's just me. I figured you wouldn't. I think that Tanner
0: also wasn't a huge fan of it, either.
1: Yeah. So, this movie kind of did a weird thing where it started off kind of meh, and then it hit a peak. But then it also, it kind of, like tapered off and it didn't finish strong for me so but i mean other than that yeah i i i think
0: yeah i don't know yeah 100% anticipated that sort of feeling from you where like once it became more of an action movie that's where you became much more interested in it uh <laughs> I've de- i i fall somewhere more in between the middle of like you two groups there where Uh, I really, really enjoyed the first part of it where they're just like kind of trying to navigate this cave. I still enjoyed the part where the monsters showed up as well. I didn't think it was fucking bad at all. But, like, yeah, at times it was like, okay, I let's kind of... They're just trying to survive some monsters. Let's kind of wrap this up now. I I get where this is going. Uh, But, yeah, overall, I thought it was totally fine. The one big thing I think rang a bit hollow for us while we were watching at the very least... Was there was, in fact, a big reveal, by the way. Uh, one of the big reasons, aside from, like, you know, Juno m- murdering that one girl, uh, another reason why she, like, you know, fucking capped her was because it was also revealed that Juno also slept with her husband, and they were cheating. <laughs> that's a that, that's a big thing that happened, that I don't think, was entirely clear <laughs> when we were watching it. Yeah. I, I definitely felt
1: the implication from the beginning of the movie. It's the uh, implication. Yeah. So... I, it, I also it, didn't
3: like the fake out. I mean, I yeah, that's it. that's
1: what I said. I didn't I didn't like that. Like I was okay with like she got out because I actually I found out there was a second. There's a sequel to this movie, and I read the synopsis of the of the movie. And the ending that we got doesn't match the the synopsis to the next movie. So then I'm like, Yeah, so okay, the ending
0: is- uh, that we got here, this was like the intended ending, okay? This is like the actual one that they were going with. However, later they were like, okay, let's just fucking chop that part off there. It just ends when she okay. gets spooked. Like, ah! But like she actually did make it out of the cave in the sequel. However, also, the sequel is apparently really fucking bad. So I don't that care about that ending. That, no, that's fine. I just, yeah, I don't i just don't saying like... I
3: personally prefer the ending where she did get out of the cave, and then she drove away, and then she fucking, yeah. you know, broke
0: down. Eh, I like it more the idea that, like, yeah, she she's still in the cave, okay. But,
1: like... In addition to that, because here's where I needed the pieces to be put together just a little bit more for it to be a good ending, because obviously she woke up in the cave, but she was right next to a fire. The fire was her little torch thing that definitely is burning for way too long, because we have our usual case of main character makes a torch and burns for way longer than it should. That sounds Um, fucking
0: nitpicky. I don't care about that. Anyway,
1: I I just wanted to... That sounds like some fucking
0: CinemaSins bullshit. So,
1: are we just gonna... Are we just... Yeah, it was. Uh, Are we when what are we assuming it picks up for when she wakes up is that like when she falls for the very last time and then because i I think before all that she like wakes up and sees like the the ascension into light right i think that was the part we rewound back to in that version is that correct in my remembering it's just some undetermined
0: amount of time we don't know
1: okay well i'm just trying to figure out where we went back to and how much of the ending was hallucinated by Um, yeah i don't think she ever actually got out of
0: the cave
2: no, I
1: yeah. know, but the, that's not what
2: I'm saying. The I think the thought process is like, after she watched all her friends die, she she pe- freaked the fuck out. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. did, did want to... Uh, in my head canon, her and her her all her friends beating up all the fucking cave dwellers is all her being passed out and imagining herself like fucking, you know, being heroic. But no, she's uh. fucking dead as fuck.
1: So I guess it's left up to interpretation how, yeah. where she where she passed out. I will say one thing I did want to note because I did verbally say this out loud. I liked the shot of her climbing up the incline of bones. I thought that was a very neat shot. I, th- I enjoyed that very much. That was
0: a piece of cinematography I liked. It represents her climbing on the corpses of her friends so that she could escape. So Jackson, how about you? You haven't said too much else about this film. <laughs>
4: there just aren't a lot of opportunities to jump in you know it's a wall of talking for 10 minutes <laughs> sorry straight. man my bad um yeah i mean i think i already said my piece mostly with it i thought it was pretty solid overall at the start i wasn't a huge fan of when it turned kind of action movie i definitely would have preferred it more if i went into the psychological stuff more obviously i, I like the interpretation tng has with it where a lot of it is like entirely psychological like this is just some fucking shit that she's you know, going at her insane ravings about basically like nothing's like truly happening. Maybe uh, I wish they leaned on to that more. I think the ending is fine overall. I'm not I'm not positive or negative about it. I think if anything, it's probably more positive just because it really leans into her being fucking crazy and she's just like imagining what she wants to have happen, and then she kind of like snaps back into reality that that's not what's going on. She's still stuck down there. Yeah, uh, but overall, I'm pretty positive on the movie. I would say generally. Okay. But what are you ranking what it? What are you ranking? Uh I
3: gave it a B plus. B plus. That's crazy. I'm also giving it a B plus. That's
0: <gasps> bonkers. Uh I like this movie a bit more than you guys do. I'm gonna give an A.
1: <sighs> Damn it.
0: You ruined it, Nico. Say Levine. Because I
1: also gave
0: this movie a B plus. <laughs> you contrarian you. Firm. Too bad. Tenichi, if you were to rank this movie, what would you give it? B plus? <laughs> okay. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Nico. And so what's the rating it's gonna be getting here, Jackson? Probably minus. A-. A-. Whoa! I don't believe you. Wait,
2: what?
1: Crazy. A
0: minus. Wait, no,
1: no, no, no. How does that make sense? It rounds. Oh, up. he said a
0: minus. I thought you said b minus. Like he was just being a little oh. silly.
1: <laughs> I was about to say nobody gave it anything lower than a B plus. How is that
0: possible? Still also heard b minus. Did you say b minus or did you say a minus, Jackson?
4: I'm pretty sure I said a minus. Okay. Maybe I said d b-, minus. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You- <laughs> I didn't hear a
1: minus. We had a Mandela effect in live person. I heard it. So you guys are all just retarded. Well, there you go.
0: And speaking of retarded, (laughs) next up, we're going to be talking about Tanner's Woo!
3: You guys suck. That's right, guys. We watched World War Z starring our very own Brad Pitt. Uh, This movie opens. We got Brad Pitt. He's a family man with a family. And he loves his family because he's a family man. Uh, they go into the city, and then, oh my gosh, everything is flipping the fuck out, and there's zombies, not good. And then they're running away, and then they, uh, they get on a helicopter, and they go to a boat, and they're like, listen, Jerry, uh, that's Brad Pitt's character, name. Hey, Jerry. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna throw your family into the ocean and let you go figure out how this zombie nonsense happened. He's like, Fuck. I guess I'll do it, because apparently this is something that's under the purview of the United Nations. So uh, he flies to fucking South Korea with a scientist, and he's like, we're gonna figure out how this zombie shenanigans started, and then the scientist shoots himself, and they fly to Israel. Uh, so they land in Israel, and he finds a guy, and the guy's like, yeah, the the zombies, we knew it was happening. And then the zombies take over Israel because, uh, the, the Palestinians and the Israelis were finally getting along. And so, uh, Jerusalem is fucking destroyed because of that. Huh. Uh, and, and then he, uh, he gets on a plane and he's like, well, we're going to go to this fucking research facility. Cause I put something together that, uh, that maybe fucking cancer will save us. Uh, and then he blows up the plane, but he survives And they land in the fucking WHO, and then now the movie is really slow. It was very fast before, now it's very slow. Uh, And they're running around this uh, medical facility for a while, and then he gives himself, like, fucking typhoid fever or some shit. uh, And the zombies no longer look at him, and he drinks a Pepsi, and the movie ends. The end.
0: Alright, so important question right off the bat here. Tanitra, are you pro-Israel or Palestine? Dude.
5: Shout out, America. Yeah! I like this guy! I like this guy! Here we go!
2: Whoever's left. (laughs) How about that? Whoever's left. Let's go, America. Only the strong survives. We'll take the winner. Mm,
3: I like that one. That's a good
0: answer. Mm. So this movie, guys. This movie, World War Uh Z. This movie's pretty quick now, ain't it? They really get off to the races immediately. They, they don't fucking they yeah. they don't tease you. They don't, like, tickle the gooch at all. They, they're just like, hey, you like zombies? They kind of yeah. do because
3: that title sequence is really fucking long.
1: It <laughs> is very long, and they just go over world news. They do pepper in some of, like, the World War Z events into the just casual news broadcasts. But they're like, oh, other than that, here's the weather and, you know, stuff like that. Uh... Random question that probably doesn't mean anything, but I feel like I should ask it anyway. How do you guys feel about the fact that they're designating this zombie disease as rabies?
0: I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, it
4: seems pretty normal to me. Yeah, it's okay. it's a pretty
0: typical zombie movie thing. We're like, okay, well, these can't like actually be the living dead, right? <laughs> we, we, we can't make yeah. this like, some weird magic thing. It has to be like, some... We have to justify it somehow in our real world, you know? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, has to make sense. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> Now, one weird thing, for me personally, you know, is, like, it's really hard to watch movies with, like, really big actors like Brad Pitt in it. Because, like, I, I'm i not really seeing, like, a guy here. I'm just seeing Brad Pitt. I
1: don't know what that statement's supposed to like, be. Like, this isn't
0: a character. They're like, hey, this is Brad Pitt and he's fighting zombies now. <laughs> sure is. I mean, I guess. I don't... I don't think
1: I can relate.
0: One thing I did at the very least appreciate with him is that they really made him, as Tanner said, they make him a real family guy. You know, where it, mm-hmm. we do get like at least a few shots where he's like, uh, really trying to like take care of his family. Where he's like, "Hey, hey, little girl, you, you doing okay? We, we got to make you, you're you're okay, right? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hug you. I'm gonna take care of you. Don't worry. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm Brad Pitt." Where we have, I'm Brad Pitt, yeah. and I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your
1: father. Yeah. Another weird like little thing i felt like his wife was being way too casual about everything going on like i would have expected this from him because he seems like some kind of special special ops government guy who's dealt with some serious stuff where he needs to keep a level head his wife seems to be on that same level but i don't think she should be <laughs> like i don't know like did you guys feel that did way I, all about the she's beginning? a military
0: wife okay she's just as capable as her husband <sighs> mm-hmm, that's the rule. Some Mister and Mrs. Smith bullshit. Um,
1: yeah, that's I will. A good, s-
3: movie. Because, uh, a good movie because Brad Pitt is also in that one. <laughs> Get it, guys? Is it? All-
1: oh, I forgot. A- uh, anyway, what the f- <laughs> I. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. You made um, a
3: Mister and Mrs. Smith reference for no fucking reason.
1: Well, I mean, I made it, but I. I was talking. It's not important. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say there, there is a single actor in this show that I am sure that none of you guys know as this much show. as I do who died this movie who died in the dumbest way in movie history. I don't the remember guy the who gun shot go- himself Yeah, that I was I, the I def- author of the book. author of the book. What are you talking about?
3: He doesn't the, know it's based on a book. book. World War Z. Oh, oh. <laughs> fucking <laughs> retard. wow.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't remember the, like the gun going off. It definitely makes his death a lot less stupid, but I still think it's super it's stupid because really fucking I remember. Stupid. Well, hold on,
3: it only. Hold on, it only makes it less stupid compared to the version you thought happened, which didn't actually happen.
1: Yeah, because in my version, from what I thought I remembered, he just fell and cracked his head That's on still like, really the stupid. ramp going. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and that's why I was like, man, they made this guy super important. He died within, like, five minutes of, like, maybe ten minutes of being on the screen. And I was like, wow, they really just didn't want this movie to have a convenient plot loop, did they? Like, at all. Well, you uh, see, a big
0: problem with this movie is it actually kind of went through development hell. There were substantial rewrites shortly before the film came out. Uh, where, uh, like, you know, Brad Pitt he used to only really see super eye-to-eye with the director and shit like that, so... They did, yeah. (laughs) Which I feel like is Hmm. something that's really felt throughout the pacing of this film, especially with just like how we fucking transition from like one area to the next. Where it's like, okay, um, we need our characters to get here now. I don't know how we're gonna do that. So, um, they blow up.
1: (laughs) I mean, it. It was a zombie infection on the plane. They had a. I felt like XYZ. So he blew the, it off. Yeah, blowing a hole in the plane would very easily get rid of all the zombies. It and would also, also kill you. <laughs> uh not if you were strapped in. Not if you were
3: Brad Pitt. Yeah, not if you're Brad Pitt and <laughs> yeah. random Israeli chick. Yeah. Who was in the movie
4: for so long, why? <laughs> Who is this chick? It also doesn't fucking well, make
0: she- any sense, by the way, when he saves your life because he's like, "Okay, I'm cutting off your hand." Uh, twelve seconds passed. Okay, you're good now. Despite like the last area he was in, he was talking to them, He was like, "So, uh, how long does it usually take for the zombies to uh turn?" And they're like, "Uh, it could be anywhere between like one to five minutes from what we've seen." He's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Twelve seconds." I'm going with what I saw.
1: No, it it was established very early in the movie that it took 12 seconds. No, because
0: it was established shortly after that, Dylan, that it could vary. Well, yeah, Yeah. but that was in the beginning stages.
1: He knew from the beginning of the movie it took 12 seconds.
2: Yeah, I thought that was like showing that those people weren't smart. They weren't like... Yeah,
1: or it was like the early stages of the zombie virus or whatever. No, I
3: think the implication is it depends on where you were bitten. Yeah. Uh, like, the I guy who so. turned in 12 seconds was, like, bit on the fucking neck. Well,
1: I don't know, because they, there were also people who just got bit in the leg who also turned rather quickly.
3: Wait, Well, those just guys took 15 seconds.
1: Random bystanders uh, during, like, the... What was it? The, were they in New York? Where were they in the first city? Where was the... where did... Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, there. In those, in those parts.
3: I don't know if you can reliably tell how long any of those took, but... yeah.
1: Well, it didn't
6: he take
3: five to ten minutes. They changed, like. Well, well, listen. They write it into the movie. Those soldiers specifically said, "Eh, it takes like five to ten minutes." Like they, the people who created the movie chose to have them say that. <laughs>
1: okay, but well, regardless of them saying that, Brad Pitt's character established from the very beginning of the movie. It takes twelve seconds. Why does it matter but how he knows established- it
3: can take longer? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well. I don't know. <laughs> At that point, I don't know what to tell you.
0: You don't have to be apologetic
4: That's our point. For this It's movie stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's a plot yeah. Okay, so like one thing that maybe could be a defense for it is that he was using her as an experiment. Specifically, he wanted to you know test that theory maybe for himself, see how long it take, and also maybe just to see if he could actually stop the infection if he cut off a limb. Because I don't, from our perspective, he hasn't seen that done yet. Yeah. So maybe he was using her as like a fucking you know lab rat basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. In that part makes that, sense. No. Guys, this shit is such a dumb fucking argument, let's stop talking about it anyways. <laughs> why, why does the movie turn so goddamn slow all of a sudden? Why does the pace just go to a goddamn halt the second they get to the WHO? They ran out of ideas? I'm assuming it was budget that they ran out of personally.
5: Oh.
1: I, I just think that, you know, they're in a facility where they need to, you know, they have important stuff they need to do and they need to, you know, they've been tearing through this you know? movie like hell for the first, you know, three quarters of it. So, so it's they want to slow
0: it way down.
1: I didn't mind it at all, to be honest. I thought it was fine.
3: <laughs> I was very bored. Um, oh, do that's you, unfortunate. I guess this is a question for Nico and Jackson huh. since Dylan liked that part. Would you guys have preferred like the original script where instead of going to the WHO he crash lands in Russia and is helping and is like trapped in Russia for months on end fighting the zombie hordes. Yeah,
4: yeah probably. I think it would have been more in theme with the rest of the movie. It's yeah.
0: impossible to say whether or not that actually would have been better in practice, but
4: Right, yeah. yeah well, I think I the think, yeah. thing
0: is, you know, you go into World War Z
3: and that's what you want. You want these big set piece like military things where it is like you know, a war yeah. against zombies with soldiers and shit, and uh, we don't see a ton of that in the movie. We, like, it's mostly in Jerusalem, uh, you know, we have the military guys in South Korea, but that's not, like, war, you know, that's, like, stuff we've seen in zombie movies before.
1: Yeah, I but, mean, um, to to be honest, at least to me, by the end of this movie, it just feels like a setup for, like, something else. Because obviously the movie doesn't just end. Like, the, the the whole world zombie thing doesn't just end by the end of this movie. They're like, oh yeah, we finally found a way to combat them, and now, we, now people are more safe, and now people are finding ways to fight back. So that felt like a setup. Obviously they didn't make another movie, but it felt like a setup for another movie. So I, I
3: don't know. So what? what, Wait, what's the point you were just trying to
1: make? That after the movie ended, there was World War Z because they were fighting zombies. Yeah,
3: Mm -hmm. but we want to see World War Z in the movie we were watching. I mean, the one called World War Z. Yeah, there was a lot of
1: fighting zombies. There was a lot of fighting zombies. Okay, I don't know what to tell you.
3: (laughs) I thought they. I, I. I think a big plus, the the big thing working in this movie's favor is that they do interesting, like, visual stuff with the zombies. Them, you know, climbing on each other, that's something we haven't seen yeah. in zombie movies before. That stuff is cool. Uh, I like the I, I like the the running zombies and how they're fucking flinging themselves off rooftops and doing all this goofy shit. Yeah. That was fun to I see. I know it's yeah. something that people you-
0: made fun of when the movie initially came out, but I think it's fun. I think it's a different take on them we haven't really seen before, so I'm totally fine mm-hmm. with it.
1: Yeah, that's something I think I asked people when this movie first came out. Do you think that's how zombies would actually operate? Or do you think it'd be like the World War II Call of Duty zombies that everybody thinks would be zombies? I mean, it's
0: impossible to say.
1: Yeah, zombies don't, <laughs> don't
4: exist, so there's no way for us to say. Okay,
1: well, which would you prefer, though? Like, I guess I
4: prefer I prefer the slow-moving slow. ones. What?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want but the yeah. fast
4: ones. I want it to be fun okay. and
3: exciting.
2: I'd prefer <laughs> them to be like real courses. <laughs>
1: I do I do like this movie's take on zombies. I think that the lack of self-preservation, which also is kind of goes against what they came up with, why the zombies are the way that they are in the end of the movie, but the lack of self-preservation that these zombies have, like, clearly this virus's only goal is to infect, and, you know, all that, which also still doesn't make a ton of sense, which means they're not even trying to consume people, they're just literally trying to infect people for no reason. Yeah. Which I guess is a virus's only, like, Function? Uh, well, so that's guess...
2: that's rabies. That's why they were like, this is like a form of rabies. Yeah. that's like one of the features of rabies is that they attack. What the fuck? And ever. like, by the but way,
0: I... so like, if they're like just trying to find like you know a fucking healthy host or whatever, like one that doesn't have like an illness or whatever the fuck, surely mm. people notice like way before this. Like, oh, hang on, there yeah. are like a lot of people who aren't getting attacked because they have fucking HIV or whatever. Especially uh-huh. in
4: fucking Jerusalem, I mean, at least he's a single dude, or was it maybe two? Did you see the old guy He saw there? like an it, old
0: man and a bald
3: yeah. dude. Yeah, he yeah. saw
4: two two examples of this. It's fucking Jerusalem. He should have been oh, seeing yeah, them like every a other fucking person. The
2: sick person.
4: Yeah. To
1: be fair, there were they were taking <laughs> out a lot of immigrants. So the, the large amount of does the population. that change anything? That should, they if anything, that should make it more obvious. I
5: don't know. <laughs> I feel
1: like it, the only defense I have for that in this movie is they obviously show there's a lot of chaos that breaks out because everybody's running around, everybody's screaming, there's explosions, there's gunfire. Zombies are tackling people at 50 miles an hour or however fast they're going. Probably uh, not 50 miles per hour. I'm exaggerating, Tanner. Uh, But that is actually something I was going to say. I like how this movie subverted people's... Expectations on zombies. Like, nobody ever thinks of, like, oh, zombies would have the ability to run. We just don't like to think that because they're dead bodies or whatever. I like how the movie was like, no, these things are.
3: I mean, I guess it is subverting expectations in the sense that, yes, we're typically used to zombies that don't run.
1: The yeah, zombies these,
3: that run have been in plenty of stuff before this movie. Oh, yeah. No,
1: yeah, for sure. But, like, these zombies are, like, full-on, like, just jumping, tackling people, like, yeah. grabbing they're, helicopters. They're much more mobile, sure. Yeah, they're, they're much more goal-oriented, as one would okay, say. Okay,
0: so, like, 1.2 million people in the United States oh, have HIV, okay? So, like, surely... <laughs> Yeah, one point two out
1: of four hundred and thirty-three million, or probably it is more. Not 433, at this point. It's not four hundred thirty-three. Knock that down by hundred million. I thought it was four. It doesn't matter. Regardless, that's a very small percentage of the population.
3: Right. That's a pretty- also the the disease thing doesn't make any fucking sense. Why wouldn't they infect? They're dead. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, they're not dead technically. Are they not? I don't I'm pretty think sure they ever... dead. I'm pretty sure they pretty expressly say they're dead. I
1: don't think they ever like expressly said they were dead. They said they were undead or whatever. But like at what point? <laughs> like... Yes, that's
3: the same fucking difference. <laughs>
5: so they like, say they what, say that you they...
3: have to shoot them in the head. So
1: yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it's a weird in between thing because like I don't think it is for I, them to I think die and then I don't know, man. It's a very, it's a very traditional zombie way of things where you get bitten and you get, you change immediately. There's like death that happens somewhere in between in the quick transition, but I don't know. <laughs> so
0: with that said, Dylan, what are you ranking this movie?
1: <laughs> I don't want to go first. Let me go last. No, you go first, go first Dylan. please,
0: please let me no, go last. No, have to. Go it first, sounds like Dylan. you were really high on this movie, Dylan. You're defending a whole lot.
1: <laughs> I am. I want to go last. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, Dylan, but you've protested now, so you have to go first.
1: God
0: Them's the damn it.
1: I really liked this movie. I gave it an A.
0: Insane. Okay. Jackson, how about you, dude? Uh, I gave it a B minus. B minus. Crazy. Uh, I think I'll give it a C plus. Hmm. I'll give it a B.
4: Oh, okay. We're all generally in the same ballpark. I think in, even an A for a movie he liked a lot is pretty reasonable.
0: <laughs> Why didn't yeah, that dude enough. fucking he got the prescription the inhaler bullshit and that dude mm-hmm. fucking blasted some guy and then he just like handed our main boy the medicine it was like hey by the way this other stuff works on my daughter go on king Why, why'd that happen he saw his daughter oh. man i don't know what was that meant to convey to us <laughs>
4: As much oh. to convey that this movie got a B, a B, it's a it, B tier movie. There we wow. go. Titi, what do you think of this movie? What rating would you I give it?
2: it? I thought I thought it was bad. <laughs> uh,
0: I would huh. give it a B though. Oh,
4: okay. So okay. that's, that's fair. B for bad.
3: Wow. Yeah,
0: exactly. Anyway. Beeper.
3: Bye, Dylan. We got to talk about the FNAF movie now.
1: No way. I'm leaving. I'll, st- I'll start this bye. This is Five
0: guys. Nights at Freddy's.
4: Freddy's. Da, 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 da,
0: da. This
3: it game is in is the scary. movie. They play it
4: during the credits. Guys, I really liked Markiplier's cameo in this movie. I thought it was really funny and well done. I thought it was really yeah, good. I as liked how he. Uh,
3: yeah, I, uh, I liked how, you know, they, they zoomed into a, a full-body shot, and then he just dropped his pants and started jerking off into Chica's yeah. mouth. That was really funny. He was just
4: moaning. Yeah, that caught me off guard.
3: And then when he came, it did the <laughs> sound.
2: Yeah, I like the part where Matt Pat uh, had a theory... ...about how he could make Freddy Fazbear come all over his face. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite theory. If he tugged the bear hard enough, he'd get a reward. He was wrong. He got
3: eaten. (laughs) If you fucked the animatronics, would it count as pedophilia? Yes.
4: Yeah, I think so. And (laughs) bestiality, maybe.
2: Yeah, and bestiality. And you would automatically be a furry. Tanichi, do
4: you think (laughs) that Freddy Fazbear is cut?
2: Definitely uncut. I've seen too much of it. What do you mean?
0: Dude... There's no fucking way. Freddy Fazbear is a Jew through and through, dude. He is circumcised for <laughs> it, sure. That not, motherfucker goes to Temple. Not, he eats latkes. Freddy Fazbear that's is 100% it, circumcised. It
2: is not true. He is the most uncut thing I've ever imagined. That's be right? just because
4: furries like drawing fucking dicks with forest yeah. food, man. What's up with <laughs> that? That? Is, that is why.
2: That is why I think he's uncut. Why, well, Freddy's a freak.
0: Wait, did you see this one, Tanishi?
2: I did. It got posted last night on Twitter, so oh, okay. I watched
4: it.
0: Speaking of which, Jackson, would you like to talk about this movie for us? Give us a little
4: summary. Oh of yeah. It? By the way, audience <laughs> of this podcast, we we're talking about the Five Nights at <laughs> Freddy's movie, um, the one that just came out. We watched it on the opening day. I think maybe a day after. It I was a day remember. before actually. Um, we
0: watched it the day before, like officially came out.
4: Well, there we go. I don't know how we did it, man. We snuck in. Anyways exactly he was there accepting our tickets we had to wait an awkward amount of time for Nico to pull those tickets up by the way the guy at the the crippled man counting them was just sitting there staring at my down look
0: dude like there was a fucking a half hour of ads before the movie actually started I don't think it was that big
4: of a deal okay and, we, and I think we missed five minutes of those ads that I wanted to see two, it was only two it
0: was only fucking two minutes I was looking at my it, took, it was much longer than no, two it was, minutes I was looking know. at my fucking was, clock the you, entire time you and your fucking bum-ass
3: Comcast.com emails, <laughs> can't pull it up in an app. Look, man. Just sitting there waiting for your browser to finally start working. Listen,
0: buddy, like, I know that in hindsight, <laughs> there are plenty of things I could have done. However, <laughs> like, if the app just, if my email just got pulled up like it normally does every single time without issue then everything would have been totally fine. I don't know why that specific moment decided, hey, I'm not going to do anything right now since I just pulled up the tickets earlier that day. But, like, that's just how it works out sometimes, man.
4: If that was two minutes, that was the longest two minutes of my life. Anyways, let's go into the plot of this movie. Um, So, basically, we've got our main character, Mike Schmidt, um, and he spends five nights at Freddy's. All right, guys, what do we think of this movie overall? (laughs)
0: Hang on, Jack. Just give us the actual plot synopsis.
4: But that's what happens. Anyways, we've got Mike Schmidt. Uh, He was previously working as a security guard. He beat the shit out of some guy um, and then needed a new job. So he starts another job as a security guard except for, you know, Freddy Fazbear's pizzeria. Uh, He's got a sister. Uh, He needs to take care of her because his fucking parents died and his brother got kidnapped. Um, And he needs the money so that his aunt doesn't take his sister from him. So that's why he gets this job as a rundown pizza place. Um... And then a hilarity ensues, you know. We've got the animatronics, we've got the cop, we've got Michael Afton. We don't have Michael Afton, we've got William Afton. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Mike? Nico,
3: Uh, how hot was the lady cop? Does she make you want to sing Mrs. Officer by...
4: Lil Wayne? She was okay. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so I'm doing a horrible job explaining the actual plot <laughs> of this movie, but basically the Mike Schmidt is trying to find out who stole his brother, basically, as a child, um, and that's basically it. That's the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hijinks
3: ensue. <and> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: If anyone wanted an
0: in-depth explanation of what the FNAF movie was all about, you have it, okay? Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to be fair, it is like it's in. Thi- go watch it, you bum ass dog I don't, ass bum ass dogs. Go, yeah, I
4: don't want to go in all the stupid fucking details. Oh yeah, they had a cute little pillow party. No, I don't fucking care. Matt it's Pat
3: so- was in it. That was my favorite part of the movie, <laughs> where he walks up to the the villains having a little chat, and he slams his game theorist cock right down on the table.
4: I think this movie was uh, an exercise in pointlessness <laughs> overall. Nothing really amounts to anything. It's pretty stupid and boring throughout a lot of it for me.
3: Much like The Descent, I think once it stops being just a strict horror movie, it gets much worse. This movie I don't think it's ever really a
4: strict horror movie is the thing, though. This movie was never scary. It was always, like, funny. Like, even when I think the most brutal scenes were, you know, when the fucking people broke in... Um, <clears throat> that shit wasn't scary at all. That was just goofy. Yeah, I think it was like the the lighting. Everything was too that, bright. That was it absolutely one of my visual. big complaints
0: about this. This movie was way too fucking
4: bright. Yeah, for like some like I think they did a really good job with the set overall. Like recreating the pizzeria was really well done, and the animatronics. Yeah, the animatronics looked great. But but like holy shit, yeah, no, the the lighting definitely didn't do it any justice. People are constantly talking about it you know, probably not needing PG-13, or, like, it would have improved itself if it had less restrictions. It could have been an R. Obviously, they can't do that because, like, 99% of the FNAF audience is fucking 10-year-olds. Dude, I would have
0: fucking loved it if this movie was rated R, though, because you know the kids still would have begged and screamed at their parents to let them go see the movie, and we would have gone there, the place would have been packed with kids, and they would have fucking been screaming and crying at the scary animatronics. (laughs)
4: Yeah, like, FNAF as a concept is so fucked up. Like, it's literally some dude went and, like, mass murdered a bunch of kids and stuffed them into fucking animatronics that are now murdering people. It's it's fucked up, you know? It's it's brutal shit. I really don't think that they should have put PG-13 because they restricted them so much. It felt like I was watching, like, a Nickelodeons movie yeah. a lot of the time. Like, it, it felt like it had to restrain themselves a lot. Mm. Even yeah. with, like, even with like the fucking scenes that were supposed to be really brutal, like, the chick being bit in half... I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, I I couldn't take anything seriously
0: really. Also, like the fucking weird thing that they do with like the Freddy mask or whatever, where it's got just saw blades all over inside of it, and they're like put, slowly putting on people's faces and shit. That felt really weird and out of nowhere. Like, yeah, wh- why? Like, why, why, are, do the, they do why are they that? doing that?
4: What's what's the point in that? Uh, to that one, I'm gonna go with Game Theory! Game Theory, boys! You guys like Game Theory? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually it wasn't Game Theory, it was Film Theory. Uh, it was when they were breaking down the trailer for the movie like a month ago. Uh, if you guys know much about the lore, there's Remnant, FNAF goo, if you will. I think Remnant's fucking sure stupid. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. I don't it's, think it's real and it shouldn't be a part of this movie. <laughs> uh, alas. I, it, it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just supposed to be like an efficient way of getting a Remnant out of something, because... It's like the traumatic experience mixed with, you know, what's going on is how you get remnant. So I'm pretty sure it's just like uh, an efficient way of getting a lot of remnant out of somebody is the purpose of it. Okay. Because like the whole point the whole point of um, the fucking security job, like obviously the point of them just going in to be like night security is fucking stupid. But like that's not the point. The whole point is these, you know, Will and Afton's hiring people to go work at this pizzeria so he can fucking kill them. That's like the whole point of it. Is to like capture them and then harvest remnant from them or whatever because we we don't know what the fuck he's doing because we you know he hasn't told us anything. The villains' motivations in this movie are fucking horrible. They they're basically non-existent.
0: I like the way they he likes killing kids. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, the way they portray Afton in this is like the worst interpretation I think that a lot of Fnaf fans will come up with, where it's just like he's an evil guy who likes killing children. (laughs) It's like, there, yeah. there's no humanity behind it at all. He doesn't have, like, any actual reasons.
4: He's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot more nuance with his character in the actual games and stuff. And they kind of fucking, like, care character suicide him in this movie. Which is weird because I don't know if it's, like, just, like, an us thing. Like, we're just, we just don't get it. But I'm seeing a lot of FNAF people really excited and, like, happy mm. about this movie. But they completely fucking just murdered William Afton's character. And obviously, he's an irredeemable, horrible human being. But, like, they really just don't do his character justice at all in this movie. Especially just because I think they're really going in with the audience having a lot of baseline knowledge of the franchise. Which is, like, you know what they're doing? They're trying to, like, hardcore appeal to this Mm -hmm. audience. That's how they're planning on getting their money. And it worked. It has a fucking massive, you know, box office success. But, uh, yeah, for, like, the average casual moviegoer, this is fucking stupid. Like, I even, like, as a FNAF guy, I know, I know this stuff, I know generally what's going on, but the movie does a horrible job explaining it to newcomers. Like, this is a horrible way to get into the franchise. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, even as someone who's, like, consumed a bunch of, like, the FNAF lore and shit like that, I, I feel like, like, from that perspective, as well as just from, like, a general audience member, I think that it fails in, like, both regards, where it's, like, it's not really succeeding for either of these groups of people.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: However, I will yeah, say, either. I will say, to give the movie credit on um, one like kind of spooky part, okay? There was one part of this movie actually did creep me out a little bit. When Afton is initially revealed and he's in that fucking spring lock suit, he was like all hunched over and shit. I did find that moment to actually be genuinely a little unsettling, you know?
4: Oh, I thought it was goofy, oh, okay. personally. It
0: fairly quickly wow. became very goofy when he was, like, you know, walking around stabbing and shit like that and, like, you know, getting... Yeah, when he pulled out a knife, I just could not hit <laughs> yeah. anything that was like,
4: happening to him. Was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, once all that
0: shit started happening, yes, I do think that it was dumb. But, like, the initial reveal of him,
4: I thought, was cool.
3: I thought our main character gave a good
4: performance. Yeah, I think so, as well. Yeah, I, I think they. I think the sister did a fucking horrible she job. She was horrendous, but... Yeah, the main main character did a pretty solid job. Everybody else was relatively serviceable. Yeah. I think, honestly, the fucking... uh, One character I thought did a pretty good job was the the babysitter. I can't remember her name. But she really just, like, just seemed like a person. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to describe it. But, like, she seems like somebody I know in real life, and they just... They didn't seem like an actor, this felt like a person. I don't fucking know, man. I think that's like the whole point of like doing mm. a good performance. He had a pretty minor role generally. But like she I don't I don't know how to describe it, man. Yeah, I can definitely also see. the main sure.
3: guy was the kid from Zathura. Whoa! And also Bridge to Terabithia. Click here on screen Whoa! to go and watch our
0: Zathura <laughs> review as well as our Bridge to Terabithia one. they'll be playing simultaneously if you click that little button on screen right now! <laughs> right now, click it, click the screen rapidly. Unless you're not on YouTube. The button I'm referring to is the refresh button. Go up there and start rapidly clicking it. <laughs> but yeah, overall for me, like, fucking... I don't really know how much more I really have to say about this movie. I liked seeing Matt MatPat. Uh, when I saw him, I pointed at the screen and I laughed. I clapped my hands really hard. I was so excited when he said, that's just a theory. Also, we've been clowning on it, by the way, about the Markiplier cameo. Allegedly, he was actually supposed to be in this movie. He was supposed to play that security guard at the very beginning of the film who gets immediately killed. But he just didn't have the time for it, so he didn't. He didn't do it. Tragic. Yeah. Well, Tanner, do you have any more thoughts on this film? You didn't really say too much about it. Uh, no. I think I've said pretty much all my thoughts on all it. Right, to be cool. honest. Sounds good to me. Tanichi, how about you?
2: Dude, I didn't watch. I didn't. I played two FNAF games. I watched a Pat video here and there. Uh, the movie was eh, you know, from an outside perspective, who knew nothing about FNAF lore, it, I got lost on day three.
0: That, that's perfectly fine dude, we definitely want to hear that sort of perspective here.
2: Yeah, day three was, was the day that I was like alright, all this shit's goofy
4: <laughs> Alright, how, uh, how about some positives?
2: I thought the animatronics looked really good I thought they were gonna look shit like Chuck e. cheese like like the like the really stiff but they, i was like wow they actually i don't know if they were cgi or if they were actually physical they were they were I, physical I
4: things actually yeah, like made they were them. physical
2: I, then the faces themselves was like really cool i don't know i was really bouncing i watched it super late at night but i was really i was also a little bit off the green but while i was watching it, i was like damn these faces are really cool nice because the games themselves look like crap.
0: <laughs> fair enough. I will actually say, I just remembered a couple more things here. <laughs> Vanessa. Vanessa was fucking... I, she was fine, actually. I don't like that they're tying in shit from that shitty-ass game that I don't like, but you know, fair enough, I guess. Uh, but yeah, she, cool. she was a fine inclusion. I don't care. This is like entirely separate canon or whatever the fuck. However, the kids were really weird in this movie, and like, just the way that they kind of interact with Afton, like... Uh, how did they kill him? They 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 drew a picture of him murdering them because they, uh, they apparently didn't know that he killed them. Is as... what? It's because
3: well, he, he drew was, a picture of them being friends, which means that they believed he was friends. Now
4: <laughs> there's there's some fucking science bullshit that we can't understand. Magic, FNAF magic that's happening. Where he had basically had like control over them, I guess for some reason we don't. Know. Yeah, they never explain any it. of that stuff. And then I guess, yeah, Abby drawing that picture of him being a murderer is what, like, reminded the animatronics that that's what happened. I don't know why the fuck, you know, Abby couldn't just tell him that or anybody could have just told him that. I don't know why she had to draw a picture. They
0: also, like, talked about that before. They were like, yeah, the yellow rabbit. You gotta gotta be careful, the yellow rabbit. It's like, okay, okay, so they know he's a dangerous guy? (laughs) Well, they were just saying, I I think that... They were really just saying the yellow rabbit is
3: important to them, or something they think about a lot. I don't think they were directly saying it's dangerous. It's, they were just drawing attention to it, and it's related to them somehow. Okay. Fair enough, I guess.
2: Did anyone uh, have anything particular, you know, to say about, you know, William Afton, his actor? Did anyone recognize him
0: from anywhere? Yeah, it's right? Shaggy, but he's old now. <laughs> yeah, we got all the actors from the live-action Scooby-Doo in this film. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, fucking yeah. Shaggy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought. Come on, I thought someone was gonna say something about that. Like all the movies we watched this week had a significant amount of the Scooby-Doo actors in it. I had no we were just idea. Missing this is the Velma first. I'm
4: fucking. We're just it, missing so Velma can't. now. <laughs> was she in World yeah. War Z? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was one of the background characters.
3: She was the Israeli uh, soldier.
4: Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't fucking Scooby Doo. No way, dude. How nobody mentioned that. Yeah. That's funny as well. I feel like we said it a couple of times while we were watching it. Well, dude, you guys were oh. talking to each other while you were watching it. I was segregated by my low True. All right, guys, I've got a question yeah. to have you guys ponder oh. here. So I don't know if you guys noticed it, but uh, it looked like one of the children's faces in. Uh, Mike's dreams was always like blurred out briefly mm. um, and It was like a different one every time it, it looked like what the fuck's up with that? Why were the faces blurred in the dreams? Oh, no, I didn't notice that personally. Notice so
0: that? it's tough to say man
4: Okay, generally, I think the dreams were all right um, I liked how they really like sped through the opening bullshit And then it's like stop doing it altogether together to give the audience like a familiarity with it and like know what's happening mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty I good way of the, doing it. I, I think that the Dreams looked very nice as well. Like, they were shot
0: totally differently from the actual wrestler film, which helped to make it, you know, feel like its own l- little section. And also just generally one other big positive about this movie was they had surprisingly much better cinematography than I would have expected going into this. Like, it still wasn't anything mind-blowing or anything like that, but it was significantly more competent, and, like, they went much further than they really
4: needed to, you know? Yeah. They definitely put a lot more passion into this movie than I thought they were going Mm -hmm. to. I think that's mostly just because fucking Scott himself was insanely hands-on with like a lot of it. Literally from what Matt Pat himself had said is like basically everything went through him, which was cool to see. But also probably sounds like a fucking nightmare for the people that are writing the script and all that. Yeah, definitely. But you know, it is what it is what it is. Uh, I like- I like the passion behind it. I could see why people that are super, super into FNAF would like it. Uh, so, a lot of the people that are, like, really liking this movie were mostly saying it just because, like, Oh, dude, there's, like, a ton of easter eggs, dude. They're, like, really making a movie for us. because like, a ton of stuff to, like, look at it and, like, dissect, like- I liked it when there was that like, thing a-
0: on screen that I recognized, and I yelled and clapped! I thought that was
4: great! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's basically every time I see somebody positively reviewing this movie, it's always some just some shit yeah. like that for like ten that's minutes. I seen what the? F- it's like there's that, that. stuff's cool, sure, but like also the movie's not very exactly, great right from yeah. a, like a, a basic standpoint, and that's what you should probably be looking at it as. <laughs> Jurassic
3: World Dominion.
4: <laughs> anyway.
3: True. Fucking Dylan. So He's like, not I, here right now. What a fucking dumbass! <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion in S minus. Are you Did he on give it a fucking, fucking crap? S-? He gave it an S minus, dude. There's, n- there's no Jurassic way. World Dominion. That I think that might b- be by far his most egregious rating. S. Oh my god, you're right. Holy shit. Wait, is it not even S minus? No, it's S minus. Okay. I don't know why I'm
0: relieved. It's still fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was S. Just a little bit. That's pretty rough. Yeah. D- speaking of ratings, though, Tanner, what are you gonna be rating this one? I'm gonna give the Five Nights at Freddy's movie a C-. Hmm. How about you, Tonichi? What are you rating this one? Dude, I feel
2: bad because although I don't know shit about it. You don't have to. That's shit totally that fine. Saw, all the shit that I saw, like, all the, I, I don't know. All the people being like, this movie is for us. I don't know. it Kind of made me feel good. Like, yeah, good job. You got a movie for you. Like this again. Fuck this them is, like, though, Tanichi. What are you rating yeah. it? Yeah, I, no, you I don't know. You shouldn't feel bad,
3: Tanichi. We're gonna like... watch Twelve Years a Slave and give it a D for being unrealistic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. If it's a, if they're realistic with slavery, then it's like it's got to be good. You know. It has to be
4: good. I want to see them bleed. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I want I want real actors getting
2: yeah, I'm sorry. Is this slave talking to this white man as if they're friends? It's, it's unrealistic. Andre.
0: He didn't call him
2: the N-word <laughs> once.
0: Well, what are you writing this movie, though, Tanichi?
2: Uh, I'll I'll give it a, a B-. Okay.
0: That sounds a little generous, but sure. I, I, I gave it a B- minus
2: because I gave, uh, I know what you did last summer, a B- and I think that movie sucks, but you know fair enough it, it, it's a it's a good move it it, it, it succeeds at being a movie <laughs> that so, sounds like a very low bar sense. to
0: set
3: <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i don't but, know
3: not very not all not every movie we've seen succeeds at being a movie and somehow they get good ratings <laughs> but, so but i think i'm
2: on scale but, here right,
0: well but tanisha your scale is like if you just succeed at being a movie you get b minus what's everything below that <laughs>
2: You know, shit like the Prince of Egypt. That is a movie. And <laughs> you know the big Lebowski. Things like okay. that. That's what's below it. Those those aren't movies. Only those those two. are cool yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are uh those are ascenses, okay. I would say.
4: I'm giving this movie a C minus as well. How about you, Jackson? I also gave it a C minus. I'm glad we're all in the
5: Fantastic. The
0: cupcake was the goat
4: in this movie, though. It did like way more work What's than any of the animatronics did. And that's just because fucking moving those animatronics, I'm sure, is a pain in yeah. the ass. Because apparently they had people inside them. Like They're all costumes except for the fox. Yelling. Yeah, that's what I would have assumed. So, yeah, so it was just like a <laughs> pain in the ass to fucking move them around. You can't really <laughs> have them be very mobile. Yeah. And the cupcake's, just, cupcakes easy.
2: A movie about the animatronics coming to life and killing people that are inside of them. They put people inside. That's pretty exactly. Funny.
4: <sighs> yeah, I'm sure the actors are like, uh, er, er, are these spring lock? Or uh, er? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, it, for like a
0: normal moviegoer who like watched this film, there wasn't like a big distinction <laughs> for like fucking Golden Freddy or whatever, and so. I feel like it could be very easy for someone to be under the interpretation where when they see like, there are five children, that one of those is, like, possessing the cupcake as well.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I
4: think in, a uh, fuck it, I'm gonna go back to it. Film, film Theory's review of the trailer, they literally mentioned that the fifth kid might be the cupcake, which I thought was pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> that's pretty fun.
0: Well, with that, boys that's another week of guapish with the movie's in the bag this is a pretty long episode so I hope you enjoyed it I hope you fucking like comment subscribe you pieces of shit who haven't done so yet fucking tell us what you thought the fat FNAF movie because we're definitely very curious personally as for next week though Jackson would you like to roll the Patreon for us
4: oh I'd love to roll the Patreon dude and we're gonna get a fucking banger movie this week that being that we're gonna be watching uh, The Big Short by Raheem Mojawani. thank Woo. you for requesting the movie I remember his last name I think No, you're racist. As for the other movies we're
0: picking this week, though, Dylan bounced a bit early, so unfortunately he's not going to be able to pick a movie. I'm kidding. He's picking The Martian 2015. Uh, That's about a guy growing potatoes on Mars.
4: I watched that in theaters with my mom before, so I'm interested in watching it. Okay. I've heard it's pretty good.
0: Could it be Dylan's first S-tier movie, though?
4: I don't know if it's oh. <laughs> S-tier. I can't really remember anything about it, though, but... Well, Jackson, what movie are you picking that's gonna be S-tier? Um, S-tier. Yeah. Probably not S-tier. Uh, Nico, uh, one or two? One. Uh, we're watching Skinnamory. Oh,
0: there we go. Another we're horror movie. what?
4: <laughs> Skinnamory, 2022. Yeah, it was a pretty big film last year. I've never heard of this. It's relatively controversial too, in the way it's structured. A lot of people don't like how it's filmed. It's a basically it's like a YouTube channel that made a bunch of like I don't know if it's analog horror. Yeah. Some they had like their own like spin on like horror stuff, and they made a bunch of videos about it. Um, and then they got a license to make a fucking movie, so they made a movie basically in the same style that all their YouTube videos Mm -hmm. are. Interesting. It looks pretty interesting. I only realized. I can't even Nico mentioned the name of the movie to me before, I think. Uh, probably when we're talking about myhouse.wad because mm. that was a pretty not it doesn't have a similar concept to myhouse.wad Let me get that straight. Um, it just has one concept that's similar that being that the doors disappear in so You can't leave it and that happens in Skinamarink as well, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah.
3: How do you spell that? Skin oh, is. There
4: you
0: go. Uh, Marink. I actually had this movie on my list as well, so I'm happy I get to remove it here now. Holy
4: cow, it's on Hulu. Yeah. I don't have Hulu
3: on, yet. Or okay, again. It's also
4: gonna be on my Plex. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're worried about the other one, it was gonna be the new Flash movie. Oh. So I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't pick. Why two. the fuck was the new Flash on your list? Uh, because it looks really bad, okay. and I want to watch a really bad new movie. Gotcha, okay. Like, it looked comically bad. Okay. That's fun. All
3: right, well, there you go, guys. We're watching Skinamarink, The Big Short, and The Martian. All of
0: them starring Matt Damon. Oh. I'm pretty pumped. All three of
3: them. I, I'm pretty sure The Big Short does have Matt Damon in it, actually. Oh, does it? I'm pretty yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, features a child Matt Damon. <laughs> As for the ending for this podcast, though, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Again, I'm telling you again because I really want you to do it. Please, for the love of God, like, comment, and subscribe, okay? And more... The more important thing here is I want to make sure that each and every one of you know about our fabulous Patreon. That's right. If you want to get your movies recommended just like Raheem Rajwani did today, then you can hop on over to patreon.com forward slash guapish, where you will get a bunch of exciting, exciting perks, okay? Exciting perks like if I can just fucking find them here. I believe they're... Let me check him out here real quick, boys. You get early access to the pre-Guap. You also get early access to the videos in general. You get our Discord access where you get to request movies and topics. As well as 500 slime coins. That's right, 500 of them. So, if you want all of that and more, hop on over to our Patreon.com forward slash Guapish. As well as the big one, boys. The big one. You get your name read out in every single episode. Just like Jackson is going to do right now.
4: No, you say him. I don't want to say him.
0: Okay, that's fine, because I love our patrons, so I'll definitely say their names. Raheem Rojwani, Kyler Nikolai, I think Shimi is uh, an overall better cat than Mochi. This is not a Patreon name. Stop, <laughs> Roman Man. Uh, Joshua Bean, Macho Man, Retard Savage, Top Bot, Lucas Lidett, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. I especially love you. I think Shimi is an overall better cat than Mochi. This is not a Patreon name. And as always, thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye. Bye.
4: Bye-bye. bye bye